You are listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that makes you change an octave for the laughter of your friends. Yiddy! I will be your host. Uh, tonight we have a co host joining us as always, Andrew. You're so burly, the Meadow Crawl. Welcome back to the show. Good evening, guys. <laughs> burly. It's not quite beefy, but it's burly. And gregarious. <laughs> Aaron had to look that word I up. I had to look that word up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I misplaced the dictionary. It's be a lot of guys. We have uh, Aaron, not the dead sibling, the coach crawl. Welcome back to the show. Not dead. I'm not dead. Yet. Yet. <laughs> we're, we're not dead. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> And Thomas, I've finally read the book Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Welcome back to the show. Unity. He read a book. <laughs> he read so a book. Proud. Proud I, I know how to read. He knows. <laughs> and tonight we have a special episode. Tonight, returning special guest, author of most recently released novella. Divided We Fall, Mr. Blaine Lee Pardot. Welcome back to the show. Great to be back. Yay! Thanks for being here again Yay. with us. Unity! 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 <laughs> Unity. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's, let's get right out. Let's get right out in front. Uh, stop listening now because the podcast <laughs> is the book. If you have not read it yet, spoilers are abound to happen. We're going to be tripping over them and smashing our face in the floor. Boy, and like, so, um, so, no, I also want to know that, guys, this is a spoiler-heavy book. So, seriously, don't think, like, ah, I'll read it. It'll be fine. No, we are going to spoil the sh- snot out of this thing. Ooh, he's, he policed himself right? early. Oh, right? my God. oh man. Wow. The first- <laughs> oh, we're not allowed to swear because this was the first Battletech book that used the F word. I saw that. <laughs> what? I saw that. It, it did. Wow. And liberally, too. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> did we and play a part word. of that? Oh, and my God. Word. I, I, mean, word. Like that. I figured that I'd just book. give myself at least a half an hour, you know, because so far the crawl's track record on this show are, it hasn't been the best. <laughs> We're playing I think, so far we've, I think so far we've broken the record already, so... You guys just keep raising the bar. <laughs> right. Right. So, current uh, yes. events, uh, we just noticed that, Blaine, you just posted uh, uh, some pictures of your lovely estate being constructed. How is the castle Blaine coming along? It's actually really cool. Um, we're going. We're actually going to host a Battletech there, event there. Um, it, it has a full gaming room that will be Battletech-themed. Um, it's been specially designed for this. So. Make sure you make sure you let us know what that date is, man. Oh, I, I will because it, it, it's going to be fun. It's good. I've already told my wife, and she's like, "If you want to have your little friends over, go ahead. <laughs> I will be there." <laughs> the walls are just being poured and formed. Like, yeah, we'll have you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 dude, you're going full <laughs> nine foot basement walls on that thing, aren't you? Oh yeah, it's the only nice. way to go. Oh, yeah. It's the only nice. way to go. Because that way you're going to have probably some drop CMs. 
Yeah, it's it's actually got a blast door that will be the entrance to the game room. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and I've decided exactly how I'm marking it up, and I don't want to spoil it. But let's just say it rhymes with smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome! That is yeah. great. Definitely uh, spray yeah. paint that like graffiti oh, oh. should be. Yeah, I, I've got it all mapped out. It's my wife's like, it's your office, do whatever you want. So she really shouldn't, she really shouldn't give me a blank check like that. <laughs> You're gonna regret That's it. Right, <laughs> I'm sure she's been long enough with you long enough that uh, she you've earned a few uh, wife points here and there. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So right. uh, Blaine is moving into a new house. I'm jealous. That that that, that, that should be fun. We'll, we'll all look forward to that. Uh, That'll be fun, and like I said, we're going to have an event. So awesome! All right, so moving along, the ebook that you just released uh, does give us a lot of info. Uh, it comes, <laughs> I mean, just, really? just, just just like it just like it comes out of the TRO. Oh, Divided we fall is the name of the book. I don't know if we said that. Did we? Yes, did. we did. Okay, my bad. In the beginning. Um, so the, the ebook gives us a lot of information, just like it's coming out of the TRO in the back, where it uh, shows the data plate of the the dominator, and yeah. even even the data sheet for the point values and such. And I love that. Um, that's a great introduction for the format of New Max. Um, just like um, uh, if we would almost, I wish we could have the. The White Raven and the Goliathy and the Griffin and all those other ones along with it, but that was a great, uh, a great uh, treasure to throw in that book, and I love. I it. actually pushed for that, and it, Thank I you. said we don't have to do them all, but we have to do one new Mac in the back, and if we're going to do it, obviously it needs to be the Dom and. It just, it, it, I, I said, this harkens back to the old days when you got the book, you, you'd flip to the back, and there were three or four mech pictures back there. Sometimes yeah. there were stats. And I'm like, look, let's go back to everything that we loved about Battletech in the 1980s. And this book really tries to do that. So it's a small unit action with large implications. Yeah. Rather than do a large implication book that dealt with you know some small actions, and I like it because it's playable. It's, it's there's twelve mechs. You know, it's you you can throw twelve against twelve on this and actually play this out. And, and I said we need to get back to that. And I wanted to get back to honestly some of the core stuff that I I enjoyed in the early years of. The, the Dragoons, which was, yeah, I loved Natasha Kerensky and the Black Widows. They were all reprobates. They were all bad boys. They had all broken the rules and done the bad stuff, and they were put together, and they just kicked ass. And I was like, okay, I want that again. And I felt like over the last few years, we've gotten away from that in the Dragoons. We, we made the Spiders Web Battalion, and there was nothing... All it had was a cool name. It didn't have that connection, and I, I really wanted to get back to that. And that—that's the you know—it's the Dirty Dozen. That's what this is. It's the <laughs> Dirty Dozen in Battle 
pack, you know? Well, you couldn't have come up with a better name as the Black Wolves, so... Oh. I like I like the I like the black sheep. I, I like the, yeah. the, the kind of you brought that yeah. up and we're trading wolf for fur and I I like that. That was that was really neat. Oh, it's going to be fun. So I got a, one of the questions that we've had see on the Facebook page, and one of the questions we asked ourselves immediately was: You referenced the Goliath Sea and the Griffin Sea. Are these new variants, or are they totally seas? brand new? Totally brand new. They are totally brand new. Okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I, I, I have the artwork. I don't have the Griffin artwork, but Matt Plog has done the Goliath, and there are. Uh, I think we introduce in the upcoming Yule Clan book, I think we introduce five or six different new mechs. So these are two C's or just C's? <laughs> I screwed it up when I said it was 2C. These are actually the clan versions of those mechs, okay. so they are right. pure so Cs. They're just pure Cs, okay. They're pure Cs. Gotcha. The Goliath looks awesome. <laughs> it is is the first quad mech that you know I got. I've ever been excited about when I saw the picture. Well, that's all because if somebody needed some love, it was the Goliath. Like. Well, the quads needed it, period. Oh, yeah. And the Goliath was one of the first ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Goliath and Scorpion were the first ones. So I'm I'm super excited uh, just to see the, the word Goliath in, you know, somebody piloting one. It was it was really neat. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and I, I, the only one that was weird was the White Raven. I, originally, that was a Black Python. And it was literally the day before it went to press, I got a call from the editor or a Skype message from the editor going, Ray wants to change it out to a white raven. Does, does it matter? And I said, well, Murata has stripped this thing anyway. I mean, we made a point that he had stripped it and highly modified it. So it doesn't matter what the, the, you know, what the chassis was. You know, yeah, he, as long as it's a 75 tonner, I don't care. Sure, but you know, strip it down and put it in. Now I've regretted that ever since, because the fan community is like, "Where's the stats for this?" Yeah, and they, they want the stats for everything. And yeah, <laughs> you, you tease yeah. them a little bit, but they want it all. <laughs> yeah, they do. And and of course, opening that they're like, I, "I want to picture what it is," and I don't understand, and I need to see what it looks like. And I'm like, "No, you don't. Just <laughs> it's not." The story is not about the White Raven, okay? That's not what this book is about. It's about, you know, Murata. It's about Alaric. And it's about the Dragoons and their role in things going forward. Well, I, I so. totally forgot about the White Raven once I got past Chapter 2. So. <laughs> right. But, well, it's amazing. Some fans, this is what's keeping them up at night. Oh, the, guys, let it, it go. <laughs> let yeah, it go, I know. It's, it's just a mech, guys. It's just <laughs> so, so uh, you and I, you and I have talked about it. Give us oh, yeah. the story of the Dominator and how that, how how did that come to be, and well, the revisions I, yeah. that happened. I when we you got to understand some of the framework. So I'm going to give you kind of the background, which we haven't talked about. So you get your your fans will get it kind of first. 
when we originally did, when I originally wrote the Ill Clan novel, it was huge. It, it, it remained huge, by the way. But we had a writer's meeting in September of last year. So Stackpole and Schmetzer and I and Lauren and Randall and Brent and Ray, we all sat down and said, really what we ought to do is, I had kind of this build-up story, and then two-thirds of the book was the invasion and what happens in Clan. They said, can we pull out the prequel parts and, and kind of separate those? So, you know, the, you got to look at this, and there's two prequel novels that will be coming up, then the Clan book, and then there's this book. And this book was the first one that we did. And so all of these things kind of build in some way, shape, or form to kind of get you to that giant book. And then the giant book actually got bigger, which I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. But, uh, you know, so all of these things kind of build towards that. And when we started doing this back in 2017, which is when all this started, the key was there were certain units we wanted involved, and those decisions were made. And obviously, the Dragoons had a role in all this. Uh, we also decided if we're going to do this, we're going to have to introduce new battle mechs, and that has to be a part of it. And so, because I've written the two prequel novels and the Ill Clan novel, and all that stuff is done sitting on the editor's desk, it, it made sense for me to start doing it. So, I actually designed the Dominator, and then Brent laughed at me when he saw my initial design. Um, Rightfully so, because I design shitty battle mechs. Um, but he See, went through it. Well, no, it's true. I, over the years, I have a long track record of designing crap battle mechs. The, uh, I've designed some good ones, too. But you know, I can't play down the Grand Titan affair very well. <laughs> the, uh, so, <laughs> so, even mentioning it, I get choked up. The, uh, but... Yeah, we we wanted to have a new battle mech. I designed it originally, and Brent tweaked the hell out of it. Um, and that's where we ended up. Now, originally, I was going to call it the Diamond Matrix. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just pictured way too many sex jokes tied to the battle mech. Um, and people would want a cat of nine tails, you know, a mech size one, and kinky leather boot kind of flares and stuff on it. And I was like, okay, the, this is just going to be problematic. So that opens a door, though, that we could end up with a dominatrix version of this at some point. <laughs> with fantastic paint jobs. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of black leather. <laughs> we can't hear you, uh, Andrew. Oh, no, I told I'm, you. I'm, yeah, we're, I'm very interested in uh, the C models just because... I'm a huge fan of those uh, because they're at max attack. Yeah, I turned most of that stuff over to Brent, and Brent ran with that. So he cranked all those out. Now Ray's, Ray's the line manager for it. So uh, everybody keeps asking, when are we going to get the TRO? When are we going to get all this stuff? And I keep saying, go talk to Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, we're working. We're working on getting him to come on the show here too soon. So yeah, what am I? What we'll am keep I, it. Go ahead, Matt. We'll just keep it to author type questions. That's okay. Of all the, well, one of my things <laughs> was, 
with the with the Dominator. I love how simple it was. Yeah, like it's an ERPVC. It's the um, it's the large ER large ER large. Small laser out the back, but it's got a lot of armor. Street well, fixed. yeah, it has to. And, and let's talk about that because I think it's an important part of the book. And it, it, when we sat down and talked about the mechs, Brent and I and John and stuff, we had some very long meetings, weeks worth of meetings. Every week we got together for an hour and a half and hammered through this. And there are certain design philosophies that are tied to, to each clan. And the wolves have always been primarily speed, 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 whereas the Jade Falcons have have shifted heavily to big on jump jets, and they tend to, especially in the later books, they're much more into melee combat with mm-hmm. Max. So what you're seeing with the Dominator and what you'll see with some of these other mechs that are coming up um, we really did a design change so that the, the clan wolf can counter what the Jade Falcons are coming up with. Things like rear mounted lasers, which, yeah, I'm going to grant you they're tiny little lasers. But in a melee situation, that can become very important, especially if you're dealing with a lot of jump capable mechs, you know, like the Jade Falcons. They're going to jump in and try to go into melee, and having some rear coverage, it's good deterrent. You know, it's not. Yeah. Not necessarily gonna blow it, and you're gonna see in the you're gonna see some very big design themes in the new mechs that were very done very deliberately to kind of from both clans' perspectives on how they're going to be facing each other. So, well, that's that's cool. I I just love the simplicity of it, yet it's a very effective weapon. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah, and it's quick. Yeah, and it's quick. It's fast. Shit, nice fat, <laughs> and it looks awesome. Or supercharger? Yeah, it's awesome. It looks awesome. Just the whole design of the mech, it, and I love how you went in, especially when you went into. He was talking about usually wolves are so Spartan, you know, blocky, this and that, and like this one's nice and smooth and got character, sexy looking. Oh yeah. Um, she's sexy. Yeah, she she's is. a sexy lady. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad you went away from the dominatrix name. But... Yeah, but let's face it, the Pete Dobbs were going to be kinky and weird. And you, you know, uh, there's going to be somebody who's going to put dominatrix on the side of that mech when they get it. So that's okay. Remember Murata, <laughs> and, and there's a theme with Murata too. You can see, you know, he paints on the front of his mech stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I. That will pop up again. <laughs> well, I think we answered another one of our questions was, how do you pronounce Murata? <laughs> All right. Well, Murata, actually, I worked with a guy named Ken Murata. And oh, that's cool. I just, he wasn't a friend or anything. It was just a coworker, but I was like, that's a cool name. <laughs> and I liked it. And I've heard people call it Murata and variations. And I'm like, no, whenever he said his name, it was like Ken Murata. And I, I have to believe his family knows sure. how to pronounce their name. So <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, you get that with every name. So yeah. Yeah. Kroll, well, we Kroll. do this with yeah, Alaric. Alaric Wolf is Alaric and yeah. Alaric. And uh, yeah, we get, get all, all the time. It's crawl, cruel, asshole. I mean, it's, <laughs> they, they spell it. They, they mispronounce it all the time. <laughs> 
So fire away. What else you got? All right. So let's get into the book a little bit. I had I had two questions right off the front, right from the forward. You had a trial of grievance, and you had yeah. helper's twist. Can you speak to you? Could you speak to those two? Let's what What do you mean, a, trial of grievance? About, talk about your trial of grievance against the proofreaders. Okay, those dirty little sons of <laughs> fucking goddamn Because <laughs> quite, quite frankly, they did. I'll call them out. They did a poor job. Uh, all right, here here's the deal. Um, the book. I wrote the book originally after 2017. We had a meeting at Gen Con. We said, the, the Dragoon's got to be part of all this. Here's how we're going to do it. And at the time, we all agreed they were going to be hired. Hired by Clan Wolf. Hired by Clan Wolf. Okay. Made sense. Uh, paying them was going to be tricky, but I worked out how we were going to do that. So, And it was going to be Scott White's character was going to essentially be trying to stage a coup d'etat of of the dragoons wipe out the leadership claim it was clan wolf uh, and that way they wouldn't go and on this horrible contract and we fought this wow. lauren read the book and he said eh, just you gotta capture more of the dragoons flavor and there were a couple of their little tweaks he had uh, nothing major i think it took me like five hours to rewrite for lauren so i rewrote all that everybody agreed that's what we we're going to do then the the fact checkers, with, who it's hard not to say the the thing I want to say about that without using other unity. words. Unity, unity, unity. Let's go ahead and use unity. We'll move forward. Well, the fact checker. Here's the deal. My my perception of a fact checker, and this is somebody who's been in the universe for thirty five fucking years. Okay, so I'm entitled to feel this way. A fact checker's job is. You said that that you know mech fired a large laser. It's actually a large pulse laser. That's what a fact checker needs to do. These fact checkers came up with story ideas that they wanted to implement and changes to this. And my editor delusionally listened to some of them. Now he came to me with a laundry list of shit. And I said, we were actually at a point where I one night I was very close to taking my copy of the book, putting it in my blog, and publishing it, <laughs> and literally ending my career with CG, you know, Catalyst Games, and fucking away. And it was that close. <laughs> and then I said, "Nah, you're letting your ego get involved." And yeah, you know, some of what they've said, you, can you take what they've done and turn it into a good story? And I, and we did that, and and I think it's a good story. But some of the things they came back with, for example, and you got to bear in mind, with fact checkers, the problem I have with the fact checkers right now, or as I call them, the fuck checkers, <laughs> they come you up with the, they have a very limited view of, of the Battletech universe. So their view is, if it's never been done before, we can't do it. Yeah, what? and it's, this is, okay. this is something, this is something that I've heard more than just this time and it's it's very frustrating to hear that it's still a thing that's going on so because and i'll give you a good example unique enough <laughs> well their whole thing is if we don't have a rule for it or if we haven't done it in a previous thing it's not something we can do 
to me, that's a very myopic view. And part of the role of being a, a writer is to kind of move things on. We're moving the universe on. So I'll give you a real good example. And it's a minor one, but it really pissed the hell out of me off. I was so mad. So they came back. And when I put down Murata Kerensky, he had an interest in Wolf's Dragoons. He wrote papers on them. He had been researching them. They came back and said, they're not any precedent that a clan warrior has outside interests. Bullshit. They have no hobbies. Bullshit. I can name four of them off the top of my head. So he said, so he said you, can't have, you can't have him be a historical researcher. And John and I, when we go through all their stupid little comments, um, you know, I said, John, give me a break. We, we've done this before, and I, I whipped out an example of it, and John's like, you're right. And he goes, these are freaking human beings. We make them more shallow if we don't mm -hmm. let them do this. And I said, well, we've done it before. But, you know, this is a case where a fact checker is overstepping their line, in my opinion. And, Absolutely. you know, John and I worked through some of their comments, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'd say half of them I threw out. Because I just said, no, we're not doing that. And here's why. It creates plot problems down the road. It creates, you know, you're, you're suggesting they had a whole thing where they were going to have Mar crew was going to get captured. Murata needs to go in and rescue him. And I'm like, we're not doing any of that. How is that fact checking? It's not. It's exceeding your fucking mandate. <laughs> some, people need, some people need to know their role and stay in their lane. Yeah, that's. I think there were some people that just went too far. I've said my piece on it. That I, sounds you know. like a merchant cast member wants to be a mech warrior. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't knock the merchant let's, cast. Let's we try old trial here. Let's see who wins, baby. <laughs> Brian was awesome. Or Bryn. Yeah, Bryn or Brian? Was, I don't Bryn. know. Don't know. Either way, great character. I love the. I love the interaction that those two had. And the fact that, you know, Kerensky being of the warrior cast and he was able to show Clan Wolf in how they are able to understand their limitations and how to fix that. Yeah. And not be so prideful of I'm a warrior, so I can't learn anything from somebody else. Um, and it kept coming back through the story of yeah. this. We're still negotiating. I learned this. I can apply that. That was that was a lot of fun to see happen throughout the book. It's just but, like the Clint Eastwood of Clan Wolf, where man's got those limitations. Yeah. Well, but I think Murata was in over his head from the beginning. I mean, here he comes up with this thing going, hey, you guys should go get Clan Wolf. And they're like, that sounds great. Or go get Wolves Dragoons. That sounds great. You go. When do you leave? When do you leave? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Here's your ticket. Jump your circuits. I spotted a problem and gave you a solution, but I, I'm not equipped for this. Uh, you're probably more equipped than anybody else. So we'll send you our best guy. Another, <laughs> another thing that I, I found very interesting, and I don't know if anyone else did, but Clan Wolf has been in the inner sphere for 100 years. Yeah, 100, 150 years you can't, now. You can't tell me that being in the inner sphere and not locked away in the clan homeworlds is going to have an effect on all clan warriors. I mean, look, oh, yeah. look what it's doing to the Jade Falcons. Look what it's doing to Clan Wolf. Look what it did with Go, uh, uh, Ghost Bears. Like, they're not, 
they're not the clans of old anymore. Like they have they're, evolved a they, little bit. They learn to adapt or they right. perish. So as as it and I like the way that you picked out like it is a little odd that he he's not like every mech warrior where he spent a lot of time researching it. Like that was his passion and his hobby. But it's yeah. not it's not out of the realms that a clan warrior would do this. Right. It, not at all. It's well, not it's like we saw with Stephanie Sistu. She she likes working. You know, she makes blades. She works with yeah. a foundry. Yeah. How many like, how many Ghost Bear members were there that had paintings, or they were doing sculptures? Yeah. Or I, it's yeah. It, it that's uh, every anyway. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, the, one, la- one left. I got one left right, for you, right, Lane, because right. I know you and I talk. I want to. What was Helfer's twist for you? What was the one thing Helfer's asked you to change? To- no, I just changed the book. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'll, Every, no actually, everything. I, I'll tell you what. Helfer's twist was in it. In the original draft, Doc doesn't die. <laughs> Doc makes it to the end, and John said in the second version of this, he said, I'd like you to kill Doc. And I was like, I like Doc. Doc is <laughs> Doc was probably the most human of all the characters and he's the bridge between the Dragoons and and Murata. He he explains who the Dragoons really are to Murata when they're sitting around that campfire or in the tent talking. He's like, look, you you have to know who we are, and I'm going to tell you who we are. And, and he goes, yeah, but he said, I think that I think you have an attachment to him, so other people have an attachment to him, so let's kill him. He was the most important character that needed to. Well, yeah, it, we've all been there, and yeah. it makes sense. It 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 was not easy to yeah. kill him, but. I- I don't know. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree that he had to die because, quite frankly, I think he had the way you positioned him could have had, especially with his with his affliction, right? That that right. he was that he was a, he was an alcoholic. I think that there could have been some very cool and interesting scenes with him later on through this process of the dragoons going to Clan Wolf and integrating there could have been some very interesting things that you could have done oh. with him. That, and, and who's the same? I'm, I'm sad we don't get to hear. Yeah. You know, perhaps even further uh, down the line, maybe Murata will start picking up the drinking problem to carry it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doc. Mar- oh, doc. <laughs> <laughs> I like where you're going with that. Uh, Murata's arc, it, it goes way beyond the Oak Clan book. And John and I have... John right. Hofers and I have talked about it, and it just Murata's arc is—he is, ends up, I think, being one of the most intriguing characters we will see come out of Clan Wolf in a long time. There's a couple of them. I think Chance Vickers, who you guys are just getting a snippet of in this book, Chance is the best character. And even Lauren said he said, "Like, I love this character. This this character is really solid." So when you when you write a character, do you do you have like a bio sheet? So Chance Vickers is 
female is five foot six, weighs 120, went through Sibco this way, had these kind of trials and had these things happen in life to try and shape that character for other authors to pick up and use? Or is that really a thing for yourself? To, to I, I keep it for myself. I don't, you know, if somebody asks me about her, I could easily prepare it. Um, and there were some chapters that we wrote in the, in the original Ilk Clan book. And when we split it into, you know, two supporting books, there were some chapters that got dropped and those will pop up later on. I'm, I'm going to use the shrapnel online magazine to cool. kind of promote those. Cause there's a lot of them that deal with Melvina and I, John and I are on different camps with Melvina because I'm like, look, we need to make her le less cardboardy and more cool. And there's some cool things in her background because I study serial killers in my other writing career. So, you know, it, let's talk about her in a different manner that makes her more interesting. And I would love to learn more about why she keeps um, what the fascination pet. With with the little gal, well, I forget what the name is right now, but Cynthia, Cynthia that she that she keeps around, and you know the 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 going the the death the Deadpool bet right now is is Cynthia kills Melvin Hazen. <laughs> so Burns got that Burns Burns took that square, but like daughter like mommy, it it's just that that relationship for where she's at and, and how, how she conducts her life is so weird that it makes that character so much more interesting, in my opinion, um, that I'd want to know more about that and explore that more. Um, you know, some people have paintings and some people have puppet people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my ear collection. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, oh, do you okay. I got, do I got one thing that I want to ask, Blaine, before we go move on, because I know we kind of went to Melvin, but with Doc, um, what I picked up with Doc, I just real quick, it, he was the only reason that Marota started to care about the Wolf Dragoons. Like, he didn't really care about him. He was just like, this is my job. This is my duty. And, then and I thought it. you captured mm -hmm. that perfectly when, especially at the ceremony, and he gave that, like, you know, inside of his head thing. He's like, I'm going to miss you the most, Doc, or something like He starts caring about the Dragoons. And oh, yeah. I think I think he always cared about them. But I not mean, he like, had a fascination. Not like, oh, man, that's what they're like. He read about them, and then Doc showed him who they were. Oh, I actually one line. He finally got that personal, emotional attachment right. to Sobel. There, there's one line, to, to your point, Aaron, that I think triggers that, and there's a line... The no, nobody ever calls out, but it's the the one that dead on hits it, and that's what the turning point for for Murata as a character is when he goes. The last time Karinsky fought in the Dragoons was Natasha Karinsky. Yeah, and that's when he realized. That's when he goes from I'm a historian to I'm making history. I'm, I'm in the history now. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. am the history. Chill. Literal chills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but see, that's what this book is. is It's designed to tug at a lot of those emotional strings that cool. we all have. That. Oh, Wait, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into emotional and aggravating strings here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we, I have some bones to pick here in a little bit. Okay. But I, wanted, 
I wanted I wanted to get into. We had we had some of the guys in the group. They posted some questions to Facebook, and sure. Mark Folan had quite a few questions um, around yeah. Murata, which I thought that they're they're great they're great questions. And you know, one, the first one here is what aspects of Murata's personality or characters characterization did you enjoy most writing about? Uh, I like the fact that he's a historian because I, I am too. And so it's easy for me to connect with him that way. Sure. Um, I think the other thing I liked about Murata, and, and it really came out in the sec or the final rewrite was when you look at it, what attracted him to Alaric was everybody else rubber stamped all the, the force projections. Yep. Yep. crunched him on his own and came back and said, no, these aren't right. Okay. And, and I've been in that situation and professionally, and we all have at some point or another where everybody else has just kind of said, yeah, that looks good. And you go, eh, that doesn't quite feel right. They're all yes men. And you finally see the crack in the wall. That's going to tumble everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I, to me, that's the aspect of Murata that I like. And the other part is, there's a whole scene where at one point uh, Alaric is saying, Alaric is saying these guys have gone native. The dragoons have gone native. <laughs> and it, by the end of the book, Murata has gone native with the dragoons. He is a captain in the dragoons, not a star captain, a captain in the dragoons. He's fighting with them. He is now more as much dragoon, but he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> and I like that aspect of it. So is he just as as a follow up? My own question from that conversation: Will he? Whether you can't tell us, will he continue to be the liaison, if you will, to Clan Wolf through this? I really can't. Um, <laughs> not what you thought. <laughs> I don't know what you're you talking know, about. They are Clan Wolf now. Well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, only, only by contract. No, there's no contract. <laughs> there's there was no I, I, well, You we gotta can remember. get into predictions here in a minute because I have a couple as far Alaric, as worth Alaric was really clear. You, they have to come on their own accord. We're not going to pay them to come. They have to come because they want to come. And. I've heard a couple of people go, yeah, I have a problem with all this talk of unity. Okay. We can all chuckle. Um, but <laughs> with all this talk of unity, why would Cruz do what he did? And I'm like, Cruz didn't have a choice. He, he was mad at the general cause he had guys in jail and the general came, chewed him out, refused to get the guys out of jail. And, and then said, basically, I'm going to demort you, take away the regiment. You're going to a staff position, blah, blah, blah. He knows the only way to do this is to get out of this. Now, he's not turning against the Dragoons. What he's doing is borrowing a regiment and going to Terra. Aaron, speak to your statement on this. when you Because you and I had a long conversation about this, about Brutabaker in his inner monologue about uh, two-thirds of the way through the book when he started questioning his actions so... and how he handled Cruz. Yeah, that that was a great so piece. I, I love that. That piece. was that was fantastic. I thought it was brilliant in especially someone who for me, I have like a lot of egos I have to keep in check to be happy in his own head by the way. It, well, no, yeah. in in work. Like I have to keep people happy. 
And some of those yep. people are like, they'll railroad you, you know, whatever. And it's just, yep. I loved the conversation in his head after he's captured. He's like, you know, maybe some of this is my fault. Should I have handled crews like this? Should I have fought harder to get those people out? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And it it all goes back to your little, what would Jamie Wolf do? Which <laughs> I 100% plan on making a, a bracelets for that. WWJWD. T-shirts? That was going to be for Jed God. I was going to say, you guys need hats and T-shirts. You know, <laughs> WWJW. <laughs> you got to have that. And... Oh man, I was gonna say I was I was gonna save this for later because this is like a big drawn out thing. But let's see if I can condense it. <clears throat> Jamie Wolf, or let's let's start. Bruda Baker is not Jamie Wolf. In fact, not even close. Yep. Um, yep. If you look back at it, there has been a wolf in charge of the Jagoons through pretty much its entirety, whether it be Jamie and then Mav came in right after, and that was basically Jamie anyway. Now it had a bunch of. It had a. I think it had one more general before Brudebaker. Excuse me, I can't remember. We don't. Um, we don't have information on that. Okay, so he's like, <laughs> he's like in this immense position where he's got a lot to live up to. He has huge shoes to fill that he can't even <laughs> fathom to do. I'm sorry, the guy's not Jamie Wolf. He's just not. Jamie Wolf walks into a room and people turn and look and don't even speak. They're just like, oh my god, that's Jamie Wolf. Brudebaker walks in, they're like, oh, that's the general of uh, the Wolf Dragoons. Like, the room isn't going to go quiet when he walks. I just don't get that sense. Like, they all know who he, has he is. A, he has a presence. And, and that line, what would Jamie Wolf do? That Lauren was like, you've got to have a way of convincing the Dragoons to go on their own accord. That was one of his big changes that he wanted me to do. And I said, I spent a whole weekend going, how am I going to convince these guys who are mercenaries to go to Clan Wolf when we know that, you know, that isn't, you know, going to be their first inclination. And, and I came up with that line and it was great because we had the writer summit. Uh, I had finished the, the second rewrite at that point and Lauren in front of everybody, you know, Stackpole in the world. And he's like, so how'd you convince him? And I said, I'm going to give you one line. <laughs> what would Jamie Wolf do? Do and he was like, to? well, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I solved that problem. Next thing, let's move on. You know, let's but talk I about really, the HPG network being down. <laughs> I really liked I really liked how you how you went back and you really pulled out key points that happened in the timeline and how the dragoons were integral. They were they were ingrained in history. In at every almost pivotal point, they were doing something or a part of something, moving things forward. And I mean, let's face it: in thirty fifty, a minor mercenary leader calls all of the heads of state minor and wow. come. Well, these are heads of state in charge of billions of people, hundreds of planets. And this guy says, hey, why don't you come for a weekend and let's have a chat? Come on. I mean, you, you mean to tell me that Putin 
and Trump and what's her toes in Germany and the whack job in England that they're going to go and do that? I don't think so, man. It's just, it just doesn't happen. I if mean, he, if that's the character of the... If he commanded five regiments, what, I bet they would. <laughs> that's, the presence, that's the presence that Jamie Wolf had, though. Right. You look at when he walked into the wedding of Hans Davian and Melissa Steiner. <laughs> he walks Throws in and... Down. Yeah. It's... Boom. But, but F- what you. What I was more Takashi getting at? It's awesome. Was it? Was but, it? But then again, every head of state has used them. Yes. As well. Yeah, you can't say that about every mercenary no. group. Just them. That's true too. No, you're you're. That is a correct statement. Yep. It's like I mean, it's he, like they, he has met everyone personally. He shook everyone's hand. You're right. What What my big thing was is, you're talking about dragoons after jihad. They were broken. They're trying to get back. They finally get there, and and it just sort seems of. like it just seems like Bruderbaker's always just on his heels, trying to get them back, trying to get about, and and that's all that's in his head is we got to get the dragoons back. We got to get to to this level, and he kind of lets some things fall. I mean, it, it and no leader's perfect, but I'm saying I love the fact that you went back and had that little inner monologue with him, and says. Maybe I should have done something. Would have all this happened? Probably not. But but I, I love I love hearing that inner monologue from people going going back and saying, "What could I have done?" I love that in yeah. writing. And I, these are I, a lot he's of those, a neat character. A lot of those infractions that hindered the Black Wolves. They're things that happen to most units, most companies. <laughs> like there's always there's always like the like like dirty dozen. There's always like the unit the the dealer of the card table and there's the alcoholic and there's like like somebody in the game last night says, God, sounds like the Marines. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty much, you know, it's just like any job, you've got your good people and you've got your less than good people and you've got your really good people that have a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it could be anybody. But, and that's what made it so human was you see him everywhere. It was a great part. I loved it. And I'll I'll dive into the other half of it when we when we get into it. We got we, <laughs> okay. we have things. We have things we're gonna but, get into. Matt, do we have any other questions? Matt, any other I got, questions? I, yeah, Matt, you got some? I was gonna. I have one to follow up with. If if you don't, oh, go ahead and follow up first. So we had more than a couple of more than a couple of people. Um, our man, Silent Sea Raven, being one of them. Um, was any part of the book related to experiences that you've played out on the tabletop or any other gaming platform? Well, he can't ask his own question. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's he doesn't even know what's going on right now. Is he there? Yeah, I, he's, he's our I, room I, noise. <laughs> not really. He's in the hotel, kicking back. The one thing I told Ray, and this was early on with all this, is I was like, we ought to put this out as a map set of the quarry. We ought to put out all the stats for the mechs, put the scenario book out. Yeah, Whether that will happen or not, I don't know. But yeah, it, that's as far as I went with it. Um, I, I have... I had a visual representation of on a piece of paper where I sketched out what was happening cool. so I could describe it. Um, but I didn't tabletop this one. Can you take a picture uh, of that and send it to me? 
I don't think it's around anymore. I kept it around when I did the actual writing so I could keep okay. track of it. See, that's Probably when like, you frame yeah. that shit and then you sell it for like a couple thousand bucks in an auction. No, man. <laughs> like blown in the nose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little little Blaine DNA on it or something like that. No, no. <laughs> so, because I, I, know, I know that, uh, I know in the past, um, Stackpole has made comments that when he's writing um, battle scenes, he'll actually, thank you, honey. You talk, he'll, actually, he'll actually roll out to hit He'll actually roll 2d6 for locations on the mech and weapon hits and that kind of stuff. And he said that, uh, I remember him saying, there was only two times that he had to, to change a, a, a dice roll. And one of them was that it would have killed Victor Davian. Yeah. I, I, I There are times I'm more sensitive to range than anything else. And we've seen you roll and, dice too, so. I, I will occasionally roll dice, but not on this. Um, this okay. one didn't need it. I don't think this one needed it because it flowed so well, right? Like you had well, key scenes in that battle that needed to happen. Yeah, well, and the pacing is very... The reason I kept it at around 35,000 words was uh, the pacing was important. You wanted to feel the time pressure that Murata was feeling. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, oh, so you say that... You say that because now that you say that, a lot of things make more sense to me because I was just going to ask you, would you have wished for a bigger book? But now See, you I make think that you... statement and everything makes a little more sense now. No, I, I could have blown some things out, but it would have dragged. Um, you know, you got to bear in mind with the Battletech book, you have to have a battle at the end. You have to have that. Um that's kind of the thing, but you know, in first draft I did this just before anybody saw it, I didn't even have Murata's trial at the beginning, and I'm sitting here going, "You got to have something that start." You know, you you're going to make people read thirty thousand words before they get to a battle. You know, that's kind of a dick move. So you know, I was like, "Well, we could start with Murata's trial because Murata's trial tells you a lot about Murata. The fact that he painted on the front of of his mech in bright orange, you are you will lose. <laughs> you have already lost. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's like okay, that says a lot about him in a lot of different ways, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, well, damn it." Matt left about the time that I was going to say, fucking take over, man. Uh, Oh, he's rebooting. So he'll be back Um, here in a minute. So Uh, maybe a little question for me. Is there like, is there a cookie cutter kind of a thing that all Battletech writers are supposed to follow? No. Battle in the front, battle in the back. (laughs) Everything else is yours. But, you know, I, I haven't read a good Battletech book, probably with the exception of Blood Avatar, where you didn't end up with a battle you know, at the end, you, you have to have that. Yeah. That's kind of the culmination. It is battle tech, not peace tech, you know, and sure. so you got to go through and, and have that final conflict at the end. Um, One other little question. Sure. My way. Do you put your phone on silent when the day a book comes out? <laughs> no, actually, I kind of watch what people's responses. Are your phone be. had to be. Nobody going- calls your phone had to go ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I was a little nervous having gone through two major rewrites of this. And, and I was a little worried about, you know, is this, is this going to 
click with the Dragoons fans more than anything. You know, there's always a there's a whole group of people out there that hate the Dragoons. They just hate them. Yeah. They're Mary Sue. They've got plot armor. <laughs> they blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and they're like us with every unit. If you bring up the Northwind Highlanders, oh, those stupid Highlanders, and they always have the bagpipes and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and I'm the like, <laughs> well, they're stupid you know, kills. I, yeah. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, you guys, there's people out there, no matter what you write, are going to hate it. The 50, I always say 15% of Battletech fans, everything that we write, they hate. They hate it. Yeah, and they're vocal. And, and I ignore the people that go, oh, that sucks. Because they're Capellan fans. <laughs> My real test was Andrew, actually. I was like, if Andrew comes back and goes, I'm freaking confused by what you did here, I knew I was in deep shit. <laughs> hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Confused was not the feeling we were thinking we were feeling. <laughs> Matt, you're back. Matt, you back? Can't nope. hear you. <laughs> He's you're stuttering, dude. Well, I was hoping Matt would be around to be able to take on the Easter eggs. There's <laughs> oh, hold on. There's well, you might as well. He just he just Go came into smooth motion. Matt. Oh no. He's gone. Not dark. so much. He's Go ahead, dark. start Tom, asking. Tommy, I'll, I'll you got the document up. Answer. Let's hear from Tommy. Yeah, I do got the document. Oh, he can speak. <laughs> Easter eggs, Tommy. Well, um, Tommy, let's, let's get into some Easter here. eggs. What, what do we got Easter here? Egg. Uh, looks like, uh, let's see, Kevin Witt asks about Sacred SJ with a limp, wondering if it's Paul Moon. <laughs> you don't have to wonder. It's Paul freaking Moon. <laughs> see ancient elementals on New Earth. I mean, if you own a copy of Surrender Your Dream, you're going to see that Mopelia Island, New Earth, is the headquarters of the Fidelis. The Fidelis are led by the Custos. That is the Custos of the so, Fidelis. So many questions. So <laughs> many questions. Well, first of all, First so, of all, oh my God, Sarna, Sarna <laughs> needs some editing. <laughs> There's, there, dude, we could do a whole podcast just on that piece alone. I think. Well, the let me explain. Let me just explain to you one thing. That chapter in one of the prequel novellas, take that scene that you see takes place immediately after. So literally, you'll be able to put the two things together, and it becomes one contiguous scene. So you're hand- seeing the back end of that. Oh, the back? Oh, 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 that's cool. Okay. So we get to find out so, why he's there. You're going to find out the whole thing. It's okay. coming up. Okay. Cause... The working title of that book was Children of Kerensky. John will rename it. I'm just... I've uh... given him 14 different things he can call the book. So. I'm, I mean, you look at that and you go and you look at what happened in Surrender Your Dreams and where they were at as far as their their obligation was finished. And then the first thing I read is their new earth and it was given to them. Whoa, wait a minute. Lots of questions. Stop the bus. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what happened, but I'm just going to tell you everybody who's gone, uh, he's probably 
sticking with us. It's not really Paul Moon. It's somebody else. No, it's Paul Moon. God damn. Okay. Yeah, because Randy's <laughs> like, no, it's Amon's or whatever. I'm like, no, pretty sure Amon's is not that old. No. I no. I missed I missed I, I I screwed up dates. When when Aaron and I were talking, I had I had different dates in my head and I thought that that was potentially Amon. Now, the whole thing the mods comes later than some of the event. Well, it'll probably take place actually right around the time of El Clam. We're not going to see that. There, there's a lot. Yeah, it, trust me, I'm dealing with the the entire question about Smoke Jaguars and Fidelis will be completely 100% addressed. Great. Good. It's going to be addressed. It's already been written. Um, I'm sure the fact checkers will hate every aspect of it, which means it's right. You know, it just, uh, I don't get me started on that again. But I'm, I know, I know. Really, I'm really aggravated with the conversations that we've had and then to see things that made it through all of them and made it into a produced, a, a published book that. I'm still trying to understand how a fact checker allowed that to get through. It's, it's very aggravating to me and it's, it's a very, it's a disservice to you. It's, you know, with all of the things that you have going on in your head and trying to keep everything straight. I mean, a fact checker and a proofreader, they're there for a reason. And in, in certain respects, they failed and it's, it is a thing that keeps that, that comes up quite a bit, actually, in people that we talk to of, well, Morado was referred to as a star colonel and not a star captain. And yeah, I caught that error. And, and John and I talked about after the first day, I, I downloaded the book like everybody else went through it. And I was like, OK, I found two things and fans found two, two or three things and they've been repaired. Okay. But uh, yeah, there were things in there that I'm like, I, you know, I don't know if I introduced them, if an editor introduced them. It, it doesn't matter in the end. Um, you know, there there were some mistakes made, but I overall I love the quality of the book. When we're done, as much as I bitch about the fact checkers, we ended up with a good quality product at, at the end. Were there mistakes? Absolutely. Augmented roosters, probably not a good idea. Um, you're supposed to be augmented rouster, you know, instead of rooster. I hey, I don't know which one of us put that in, you know, but I think they need to focus on their job and I'll focus on my job. And yeah. we're going to be at odds and I will fight for all the things I think are right. Well, Tommy, next appreciate week, that. Next Easter, or Matt, you back? Can I hear you, Matt? Doesn't look like he froze again. Tommy, no, next no. Easter egg. All right. So Matt and Gideon had uh, their their question was uh, uh, wing attack plan R Doctor Strange Love <laughs> Doctor Strange Love I pulled that up to watch it. It was fantastic. <laughs> this has... I told you boys not to screw around with me when we're on a flight mission. When we're on the plane. Don't do it. <laughs> This has to go uh, credit to Matt because he caught it right away. Uh, yeah, I missed. I totally missed it. I didn't know the first thing about it. I, I was like, I finished the book at like 
8 a.m. <laughs> and I, 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 <laughs> I knew there was something fishy about Warplant R, but I was like, it's something on the tip of my brain. But uh, for you using a Kubrick reference in a Battletech book is awesome. I, and it was an actual lift of warp. You know, they were locked out. You had to have the certain code, you know, to, to enable communications. And, and I, John caught it, the editor. He loved it. Yeah, he was like, I love the fact you stuck that in. Yeah, and I said, some people will get it, some people won't. But yeah, that's a nod to Doctor Strange Love. Absolutely, it was fantastic. It was awesome. Oh, that and was such a good one. On the on the second read that I had, or in a, a, the um, hippity hoppity get off my property, it, it hit me <laughs> the second time that's through, a, and I'm like. Is that a is that a sign that's going to go on Castle Blaine? Because that would be spectacular. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that's an homage to Tex. He did a great. He does a great job, and with, with his uh, YouTube's on Baltic history, he just had one come out yesterday. And yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was great. All right. So, uh, uh, that looks like. The, uh... Is that the Easter? How many Easter eggs? Are we missing any? Uh... He's thinking hard. I don't know, because I don't write them down like a, here's my list sure. of Easter eggs. Um, you know, like I said, there's some characters in there. I wouldn't, you know, this is a very short work, and in a very short work, if there's a character it's in there, they're important. So when you see Chance Vickers, she has, I think, four lines, five lines in there. Chance Vickers is an immensely important character. Um, we just don't know. You know even the fact that Andrew gets his one line, you know, coup d'etat in there and, and stuff. You know, there's a re there's an arc for his character that I got John to actually agree to. Um, so, it's absolutely like spectacular. So there's certain characters where we're, you're going to get like a, a slight introduction to them. They're there for a very deliberate reason. So when you look at the book, you have to kind of look at it from that perspective. I didn't throw in characters just to throw in characters. Okay. Well, if we're going to talk characters, I'll give you my little brief history. Here, here it comes. So... <laughs> These assholes have been tipping me off like ever since Gen Con last year. And they're like, uh -huh, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to be the guy that, I don't know. Somehow I thought I was the one that died from the Jade Falcons. Yeah, you're good, Matt. We just can't hear you. Yeah, you're good now. There we go. <laughs> you just had to hear you. He just had to turn the kitchen light on. <laughs> the, the router's connected to the light switch. <laughs> No, because we didn't have curl construction build the house. Oh, 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 that's fantastic. <laughs> wow, so, I felt the heat from that here. <laughs> so, that was some Harry Carey trying to. We could we could crap hear, a we could hear the anger from, through the screen. <laughs> so anyway, so. Um, so Matt, I, oh yeah, Aaron, I, I get yeah. I get to the book right. It's eleven o'clock because I knew it was going to drop uh, Easter time, and I see the first page, and I'm going down the list of all the people that are in it, and I don't see my name, and I'm like, 
Oh no. <laughs> so, so I bet I stared at it for a good couple of minutes. I'm like, do I cheat or do I not cheat? Do I cheat? Do I not Here cheat? And so I was you like, cheated. I'm cheating. So I hit the little the little eyeglass, the search button up at the top, and I type my name in, and it spins and it spins. I'm like, oh no, I'm not in it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> chapter ten, <laughs> and I read it. Well, I'm so confused because for some reason in my head I thought I was the sibling that died, and it reads <laughs> reads uh, uh, I had a brother died uh, to the Jade Falcons, and then he introduced him to his other sibling, Aaron, special uh, Colonel and special whatever. I'm like, oh my god, did they miss that? Is that an editorial myth? I was supposed to die, and now I'm alive. No. This is the greatest no. mistake ever. <laughs> no, I, I talked to Andrew like. This was on the last rewrite. You had, I, I was in the middle of the last rewrite that weekend, and you posted up, here's my character profile on Facebook. This is what I submitted for my character. I challenged you, Blaine Pardo, to put me in the book. And I was like, oh, you, you don't want to throw that fucking gauntlet down. Fantastic, like, man. I was like, game the fuck on. So I was like. What I'm going to do is put you in the book, but, but not put not you in the book. Not put me in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the book, but you're not in the book. Oh. And that's going to be a running joke, by oh. the way. <laughs> Oh, so, oh, that's awesome! Oh, that's and then, yeah, that is a fucking to, joke. To really do it, I actually talked to your brother and told him how I was fucking with. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Wayne, I cannot tell you how hard it was to not say anything. I kept the secret. I kept the secret, and I waited and I waited. So he got done reading the book at eight o'clock. I woke up at five thirty and started reading it. The world in my where I work, shit hit the fan in the morning. So I, w- I, I was like, I can't stay focused on reading this goddamn thing. For three hours, every 20 minutes, I got a text from Aaron. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> Killing me. I can't talk to you. Are you done I need yet? to discuss this book with you. <laughs> so it wasn't until noon that I was able to finally finish and we could talk. But, oh, my God, I was I was cracking up all morning because I knew he had he had to talk about that. God and after it. the conversation that we had, it was it was thank you. That was awesome. You got you guys get special dis- dispensation for actually having faced off against me at Masters and Minions. So. <laughs> Well, it just yeah. it was just like we have been talking about this book for freaking a year. Oh yeah. And he can't yeah. the god he can't he can't stay up until 3 a.m. reading half of it like I did. No. It was a year and a half. Whatever. It was it was emotional. It was a, it was a long <laughs> it was a long morning. But um so, Matt, you're back and we kind of well, we started going over Easter eggs. Oh, we went over Easter we eggs. Got into Warprint R, and I wanted to know: Do you have Do you have anything there that you want to talk more about, or catch up on, or have anything you want to add? What there? Easter eggs did you say? Well, I gave you credit. Well, what's on the What's on the dock? I gave you credit on the the Warplan R. Like you were the first one to you, catch you it. You captured that right away. I told oh yeah, you that. you were like the first one to go. Oh yeah, that's Doctor like, Strange. And Matt texts me. He's like, "Did you get the Warplan R?" I'm like, "No." He's like, it's a, it's a Doctor Strange love thing, and at this time, I'm it's angrily chapter, texting Andrew to pick chapter. up the phone 
So I just, I thought I, I read uh, Doctor Strange. So I'm like looking on Google, Doctor Strange War Plan R. No, Doctor Strangle. Doctor Strangle. <laughs> Strange Love. <laughs> and if I'm not getting anything. I'm like, I don't get it. And then all of a sudden he sends me the, the, the video clip. I'm like, oh, that's right. Uh, so, I can just see George C. Scott. <laughs> I, I, gave right you, now. I gave you credit on that one. Um, but we could as soon as as soon as I read the phrase attack plan R, like I know that. Mr. President. <laughs> you you signed the bill. You know where I just don't give them my this, essence. This plan provides that a breaking in echelon commanders can go ahead and provide a retaliatory strike without any other further direction. Oh, such a good movie. And then I was just like, so who's going to be Gen- – uh, he's General Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you guys can follow up 200-some megatons. I'm going to lead the way. Have fun following. <laughs> well, that that's what I liked about Cruz. The best line I like describes Cruz is there's a moment where Brubaker's going – God damn that he's such a heroic son of a bitch. Yeah. And that is like you know, it's like there's a you want somebody to go, I wish I was like that in some respect. Because he's basically stealing a regiment. Yeah. They don't know oh, they're not a regiment a, and and plus. I mean yeah, regiment Charlie plus. Battalion and and a striker. Yeah. yeah. He had some forces. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically going, Oh yeah, we're gonna go on a mission and take off. I love that. It's it's fun. Yeah, I think Gideon had the noticed it second, and then we told he told you, Aaron. That was that was that was my excitement that day. Was I know something some people don't. <laughs> so we got we're going to continue on because if we don't continue on, Aaron and I aren't going to be able to 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 burn you down yet. So okay, did you well, cover the? Uh, did you cover the? Kevin Witt Easter egg. Yep. Yes. Yep. We didn't. So so we're recording. So so we're recording. It's Thursday the twenty first. In I want to I want to give an early shout out to Charles Neil Ickard. It's his birthday today. So (gasps) happy birthday from WNRP. Unity. Um, Unity. Right. Put another candle on your birthday cake. Gonna make a so, birthday cake. Uh, Put another candle on your birthday cake. You're another year oh old. Oh God! Happy birthday stop. to you. No, let's not do that. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I'm gonna we're, do. We're on YouTube doing that at some point. So Charles had a good question. Um, how many books is, is the Ill Clan Battle for Terra cycle projected to be? Are we talking trilogy or epic cycle, a la Twilight of the Clans? And is Divided We Fall part of that arc? Divide We Fall is the first book to start us on the road to Ill Clan. There is a short novel that will talk a little bit about the Republic perspective and will cover some things with the Fidelis and that. Um, but it's going to really talk about what Devlin Stone and what's actually happening on Terra because we haven't really seen much there. The next book, which the working title was Children of Kerensky, which John will change, um, really covers what both the Jade Falcons and the Wolves are doing to prepare. 
and you'll get a great contrast between the different ways the clans are and what their what the actual plan is for all of this. And there's some really big surprises. There's some fantastic characters that will emerge. And there's things that go back to a whole bunch of Dark Ages stuff that's happened in the past that actually starts making sense now as we get closer to some of this stuff. Then we go into the Oak Clan book, which I can't tell anybody the title of. Um, title was first thing they came up with for some reason. Queen and, Wolverine? Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, Tommy Speaks. Yeah, yeah we're going to throw that out. Fucking <laughs> Wolverines, they keep coming back. It's boomerang, you know, you throw it and it goes, comes right back. Hey, at redemption you. and malice, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and we can come back to that later, okay? Yeah, we we could do a whole thing on just that little tiny story. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's uh, you know, I, this I can say with a certain degree of honesty, you are going to pick up. This is one novel that we've never done before, where it is the entire battle, and it starts with battle. And it goes through the aftermath of the battle. And it is a huge book. And there's a lot of different perspectives in the telling of it. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. We, it's just. It, are we talking like Robert Jordan Wheel of Time big? Or. <laughs> we're talking it's longer right now than uh, Forever Faithful. Okay. Great. Oh, okay. But it's very, I mean, it's one of those things like you get a little bit of an introduction and we jump to Terra. Rose right in. That's, hey, that's, yeah. That's fine, man. Let's, let's rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, so, let's, uh, let's do this. Yeah. A, a follow-up kind of to what you were talking to there, and I think it kind of fits in really well, is uh, Todd and Kevin Weezer, Wizacore. Um, uh, how Weezer, were the clans how were the clans originally divided between the authors um, after and after the big clan council or con council? How were clans assigned to the current authors and was it done with unity? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, like uh, we had a writer's meeting in September to kind of map out the next three years worth of books. And I, I, there's a bidding process that goes on that is kind of clan-like. Like, I want to do a story about this, or I want to do a story about that. Um, which is how we ended up with Redemption and Malice, because it was me kind of being a dick. Um, Writing Wolverines on the, on the board, that's probably what did it. Yeah, it is. I wrote, I wrote a Wolverine Speaking novel on the board, and, you know... Randall took it off, and so I decided, well, but you can't stop me from having fun. Um, <laughs> and I found That's if true. you don't put the word Wolverine in, no one will search for that and find it, so they don't know what you're doing. So, no, but I, I had a lot of, you know, we went through, and there are certain books that I have, like, two follow-up books that I have to do after all of this. But there's some other book projects that have come up as well that Catalyst has kicked off. There's that are multiple author projects, and we're each given in that case different time frames. There are certain things that I opted to write about, um, and I'm doing a lot more Jade Falcon stuff. So I, you know, I like the Jade Falcon. That'll be interesting. I, 
Okay. Well, I, I yeah, like Tommy's excited. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to learn how to read some more. <laughs> Jesus. Malvina <laughs> Hazen. <laughs> done Battletech. So, I mean, we don't divide them up by clan and go, okay, well, Blaine's going to do all the Jade Falcon stuff. That's not how this is going to go. There's just arts and pieces. Different people stepped up. There's certain things Mike said, these are the books I want to do. Yeah, and and there's certain books I said I want to do. So we kind of flipped them around that way, you know, and Jason's doing some stuff. There's also a couple other books that are going to be coming out, and I haven't seen anything on but I kind of know what they're about. I've seen the covers, which helped. Um, so there's some other books coming out, but they're a lot like what we do with the Anvil, where it's a snippet that's out of the source book that gets expanded out. Sure. And, and you saw that with Jason's recent book. It's, you shell know, games, yeah. Two, uh, yeah, Shell Games. Hey, is, shout out to know, Jason. That, that book's legit. That's a good book, guys. Best line in that book, the word shit. <laughs> <laughs> I even called Jason and told him that. I was like, by the way, that was freaking brilliant writing. <laughs> and he goes, John said the same thing. I said, that is, <laughs> that's the best way to respond to there's an invading force landing on your planet. You know, this yeah, is kind of funny because, uh, like, right now you have, like, exclusive rights to WNRP and all these other guys. And I'm like, I need to get on there to talk shit about Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Which we're 100% gonna, open to, guys. <laughs> that, hey, they that could was, come. That was one of our questions, too. If uh, you happen to have any uh, grade A beef, or um, do you want to poke at any other authors? In a good way or a I, bad way? Oh, I, yeah. I like I like all the authors, honestly. I think Phil Lee does some absolutely phenomenal stuff. You know, his fiction's really getting good. He's working on some stuff that I'm actually really looking forward to, which is going to be weird just because it's Free World's League stuff. And, oh. you know, I, 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 I've been looking forward to the story he's going to tell there. And I'm just not a big fan of the Free World's League, um, you know, mostly because they spend most of their time leading revolts against each other <laughs> and shooting each other in the foot and things puppet, like those lines. Puppet so, master. Puppet master. So I'm not going to um, mention, I'm not going to mention his name because he gets mentioned on this podcast way too much, but uh, so who's in charge of uh, clan fire mandrel? <laughs> that's the that, correct answer blaine that's the correct nobody. answer nobody. aren't they didn't they get like wiped out abjured or probably yeah they're gone most likely aren't they like clan stoned pony now or something <laughs> stoned stoned pony <laughs> we're still waiting we're still waiting for that jihad backfill Oh no, yeah, Blaine! Grieving back, Blaine, You don't understand the meme war you just started with that. Line. Oh, homies, I like it. I don't know. There was a bunch of clans. They got together. There was a lot of drinking. I don't know. Then they started reaving each other, and I had to look up what reaving was because. Yeah, you know, you're talking about a guy who came up with dominatrix. The dominatrix. Battle mech. So reaving could have a whole different meaning to it. <laughs> I just had to get that Aaron. little jab in there to you know. Oh, I, I understand. Anyway. Yeah. Aaron, is, is, it, is it time now to fire away? This? Hit, me with, hit me with it. Uh, sure. 
So, well, I, I, I don't even. I don't even know. Ask the question you were going to ask. Send it. Ask the question. What was I going to ask? You were going to ask God. Blaine. How do you think we felt about the book? Oh, how do you think we felt about the book? <laughs> I think you were probably caught off guard because you were probably picturing this being a combine fight or a fed rat fight. And it went in a totally left direction and you're going, ah, crap. Um, You're probably thinking because you overthink this stuff, probably going about eight steps too far going. So what's the long-term implications of all of this? Because the implications are much bigger than what's in the novella. And you're probably going, am I losing my beloved dragoons? Are they going to become some galaxy of clan wolf? Yes. Or what? And um, yeah, I, if I were you, that's what I would be thinking. So you're you're not you're not wrong in that those questions passed through my head. And <laughs> I did. I, 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 I did. They they were questions, but the issue the issue that I have I'm just the issue that I have with the book is, and again Aaron Aaron mentioned this earlier. I talked him off the ledge. I talked about okay. that that the dragoons oh, are not what they you know they're they're not what they were with Jamie Wolf. No, and that might be you know as I've had some time to think about it that might be the answer but you know we've talked a lot about the dragoons on this podcast and amongst each other and you know one of the the biggest things was is the unity and and you killed the word by the way (laughs) of of the dragoons in that you know when the hammer falls it's us against them it it just there, there is no other question but in this book I I didn't get that feeling. It was, you know, we talked about the unity and we talked about, you know, the togetherness that the Dragoons felt, but yet Cruz so quickly went to going where he wanted to go. Now, that all being said, I understand completely his mindset and where he was at. It just didn't feel like a Dragoon solution. I hope that makes. No, it, it does. And it, it, it's interesting because, you know, there's a part of you that goes, well, should, wouldn't he just have accepted the staff role and accepted this to, for, for the sake of it? But, you know, he's, he's also somebody that suffered loss under the Jade Falcons. And you got to remember, this is about the existential threat that the Jade Falcons represent to the inner sphere. And Cruz is going, look, I recognize that. And we are being presented an opportunity to do away with an enemy once and for all, period. You know, and this is, this is something that's a rarity. And, and if we don't go, how are we going to sleep at night? You know, knowing this, because at some point, even if, yeah, let's say Jade Falcon becomes the ill clan, hypothetically. Um, you know, <laughs> Tommy, 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 up. Tommy perked up really fast. <laughs> Good. Hey, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. Oh, I know. Awesome. But Jade Falcon becomes the ill clan. 
you know, they've got a hard on for the dragoons, and they were going <laughs> to come too. for them, and they are going to wipe them out. And it's not going to be, oh, we're knocked down to a company and we'll rebuild over time, blah, blah, blah. No. Malvina dropped a freaking warship on a city to make a point to her own people. And okay. And absolutely. I, get, I, I do fully appreciate and understand, and that's why I said I, I get the background that you gave on Cruz and where he was at mentally. Absolutely. I understand his need for wanting to be that person or in that point in history, but it doesn't feel Dragoon at all. <laughs> it's just, well, but it, they're not, you know, the Dragoons are not the unit they were. No. They, their ties to clan wolf are precarious at best. You know, and they are a lot of spurs. There are a lot of the war orphans that have been brought in and raised under the tradition of them. Um, See, you and, know, there's a, and that's why I think it almost would have been easier to hire them. And that was why we originally went with that theory. Wouldn't have been as good of a book. No, I, well, there were parts of it that would have been, I think. But in the end, I kind of look at it and go, I think this this solution is you got to bear in mind gamma regiment ha doesn't have a clue right i know it's there's know. 12 people there's 12 which people which is another thing that i was people. upset about right i'm i'm, I'm going to get fucking, into that one i'm going to get there's like 24 people land. that no idea what's going on yeah there's 24 people that know what's going on and the rest are you know gamma's going hey we got orders we're mounting up and going to go to terra let's rock and, you know, they're all going to be excited and nervous and all the things that a military unit would be at that point in time. Um, <laughs> <Laughing>. <laughs> drunk, drunk on right. the entire trip. But, you know, it, that to me, I think, is also a part of this. So this wasn't a Dragoon Civil War. And I think, you know, the word mutiny, and, and I actually proposed that as the title when we did the third rewrite, is just call it mutiny. And that's what this is, and it's a mutiny by the off by a, a, the top level, and he's going to drag his unit along with him. Now, taking Brubaker just prevented the rest of the dragoons pursuing that, and this gets very interesting because you got to bear in mind not all the dragoons are going to go to Terra. Yeah, and that I didn't, and I and I didn't think that that would happen, right? I mean, they do have their their units are dispersed, and it is going to be according to the book elements of alpha and that which is on you know palmara they're going to go so and beta i wouldn't get too excited i know what happens to you <laughs> so the the issue Do the words big head think, wound have any meaning to you big head wound so i text you gaping. i don't i don't know when i i don't know when i reached out to you i don't know if it was monday or tuesday when I reached out to you to talk about it a little bit and I, and I had kind of expressed that um, this felt more like a trial of refusal that to, uh, to Brudebaker's <laughs> decision to not partake. Cause that that's at the end of the day, that that's where he was at. He was not going to, he wasn't going to go. No, no, um, no. So and the only way the mutiny was the only way they were going to, be able to get well, invited, and and that's and that's and that's where my conflict comes in is because at the end of the ceremony for the dead, 
the dragoons utter Selah. And Marada makes a comment of, well, maybe we aren't that different anymore. And to me, it, it would feel it would feel better as a dragoon if that if what was occurred with Cruz and Brudebaker was a quasi it was labeled as a trial of refusal. It would make more sense to me in the framework of what the Dragoons are and, and how they are and how they work together. That no. would have played better to me. But well, Aaron you know, I, I don't look, you're, you're not far off in your thinking. I think if I labeled it that there would be people going, well, wait, there's less, you know, clan wolf ties here. So why are we doing this? Yeah, certain words like sailor are going to get carried forward because we've seen that, you know, throughout the history that that pops up occasionally. And it's just one of their words like unity that they throw out. And I think it becomes, I think you're, you're not far off in how you view it, but it, you got to look at it as this is a massive historic opportunity. And the commander of the Dragoons was basically going to go, we're not going. We're not going to be a part of this. Let them beat the crap. And I love the one line where Lyons goes, this is a historic opportunity. Let Clan Wolf and Clan Jade Falcon beat the crap out of each other. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, and you have to wonder, uh, just keep in mind, will the Dragoons arrive in time on Terra? Because bear in mind, they may show up after the dance. Late. Yeah. Well, and if they show up late. With- that's something we've talked about here before too. Is is that when Ilkhan happens, that is something we brought up immediately. Was is but you gotta hold it. Just <laughs> yeah, because you, you took it. Terra means shit. You gotta be able to hold it, and that's the end game that Murata is there for to bring the dragoons in. It isn't to take Terra. It's after Terra. Well, which is that's the end. I mean. That is the solidification of you took Terra. You don't know whether they're going to show up on time. You don't know no, that's fair. how yep. you have no idea how Alaric is going to leverage the Dragoons and in what capacity and what that will lead to. You also don't know. And there is a very there. There is a major story arc thing within the Elkian thing about the Dragoons and the wolves where that's going to go and, and there's you gotta bear in mind i think it's also important as well that brewbaker's like look when this shit's over people are gonna pay yeah people are going to pay for what ha- yo there are dead dragoon officers here so cruises Cruz has got to go do something freaking beyond heroic to be able to get himself out of this doghouse now. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna end up dying. That's all there is to it. Well, it's the only well, way for him to get out of he'll this. He'll probably thing. self-sacrifice. So, Blaine, here's yeah. Andrew's trying to get to the point that I'm gonna make right now, and this is our problem. Right. This is our problem <laughs> with the book. Is the dragoons are living a lie right now. Like we are stuck right now in this position. That we know what happened to the Dragoons, but the Dragoons don't know what happened. I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's, a, that's a classic Training. fucking answer right there. Training action. It's eating away at us 
and it will until probably whenever this whole thing's done. But it's just that's our per- that's that's what Andrew and I are diehard dragoons. We're we're through and through. That's what's eating us alive is that we know, like it's the whole soap opera thing, right? We know what's going on, but the people right. we love and live by don't, and they're <laughs> following orders. So every time you see a dragoon who's not a part of that twenty-four people following orders from Brewbaker, like and don't, dying. don't do it, and dying, and, <laughs> and dying, dying because of it, and we're all sitting there going like. They have no idea. They have no idea, and it's just it's gonna kill us for, for the next year or so. And that's what that's where Jagoons fans are at. I love the I, I loved the book as the as the story arcs and the deceit and the this and the that. It was such a good story, but like so many emotions ran through me as I'm reading this. I'm like, oh my god, they're Amen. gonna they're gonna get away Say with that. this. I, they're, I Taylor on that. They're gonna get away <laughs> yeah. with this, and oh, everything uh, from now on, everything I read is just like, oh. Well, and, and you end up with so many. There's so many scenarios you start playing out in your head. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of dragoons that aren't gonna know what's going on. So, are they going to be packing up and coming along later? Uh, how are the dragoons going to fit in with all this, and what does it mean? How will they be employed, which could be a very important thing. And I, God, I freaking drop clues all over the place on this. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt anybody's caught that. Um, that's an Easter egg that everybody missed. But there, there's a lot going on there. You know, and, and there's you're going to, as a reader, I want you to have that angst. This is the Empire Strikes Back, okay? Yes, yes. This is, you have... Watch this thing, and you're like, I'm emotionally wrung out. I know what's coming, and you're going, wait, I, there's no more book. And I'm I out of book. And I can't stop Where, it. Where's the, <laughs> where's the next chapter? And so your brain starts filling in all these gaps going, Why are we what's at a going dinner to party? <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be, you know, this, that's how this book is, and, and, and to a certain degree was very deliberate. It's going to take you to a point. And now you've got to start going. So how are these people going to react? And will this leak out? That was will this? That, yeah, that was that was Aaron. That was Aaron's big question. Is is he said this is Shakespearean play and this is Act One, right? Everything In, that you're seeing is tied. The, everything the Shakespeare is how you understand the clans. That's what they are. They are a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, I. I and, and within the and, and I love and hate the fact that within the Wolster Goons you built a whole nother subset of just underlying tension, and it's gonna be there forever until. Uh-huh. And, but but even think about it: if someone does find out, you know, some clever person in Wolfnet finds out, and they're like, "What do I?" do? do with this and they're like and, 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 and like if i tell someone then i'm gonna you know what's gonna happen you if you rip apart the dragoons because that's what's gonna happen do you do you keep yep. the secret closed because everyone's coming together and we've never been this close of a unit before and it's just like ah i hate it but i love it <laughs> that's the thing well you came out of the empire strikes back and, and to a certain degree avenger you know infinity oh this War, is infinity avengers game infinity all War. over 
Like we lost. You came guys. out. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I feel betrayed. I feel like I've been bent over and did without the courtesy of yeah, a reach around yeah. here. I, I mean, there was a, no reach around on this book at all. Yeah, man. Th- I, this was. I don't know if you and, guys heard. I don't know if you guys heard or not too, but kids that had gone to go see Infinity War left that movie crying. Oh, yeah, There's I a part of me that's in that that's in that boat. I'm crying inside just a little bit about this is there's some serious ramifications that are going to come down the pipe from this decision. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, for fuck's We sake. have a there's a very distinct arc that we're taking the dragoons on. You may not like yeah. it, you may love it. You know what? We've been through. What will come through? We've been through jihad. <laughs> this we went through but, the but civil war. What, but at the end of the more. day, this one hurt. At the more. end of the day, at the end of the day, Charles said this earlier, and I cannot back him up further. I'm so glad fiction is back in the driver's seat. Lore is in the driving seat. Lore is in the driving seat, and we're moving the story again. I don't, to be honest with you, I could care less the unit that is pushing it as long as we have, I mean, that's, uh, we've made that apparent here too. That's how I got started in Battletech. I read stories and, and source books for the first two years before I even bought my first miniature. The story is what is important to me. And thank you for kickstarting it again. It's, it's Andrew, fantastic. I love Andrew, it. Question. What hurt more? Jihad or divided we fall. Divided we fall. Divided we fall. One hundred percent. Hands 100%. down. Hundred percent. You killed Hands the unit down. in jihad. This one killed. We killed ourselves in this one, and that's what hurts the most. Well, yeah, the thing is, you don't know who to root That's not even a contest. Well, it's, it's because it's because you know this is actually an in-depth storyline. The jihad, all we had is overview. That's true. That's true. But well, the I, other I'm, thing I'm is, still waiting for backfill of like old <laughs> destroyed units in Jihad. Well, let, let me just tell you what makes this click and where, where you guys are struggling the most with this. There's not a good guy or a bad guy. There's no well, bad no, guys in there. It's I, family. That's the, pro- that's the <laughs> no, problem. This, no, it's I get, family. This, I, get, I understood Cruz's point of view. But I understood. Absolutely. I understood. Bruce, I mean... Brubaker is like, we got to stay together. Cruz is like, you don't understand. There is no together if the Falcons win. Like, I got that. Yeah, it's yeah. called family. But, but it was the way it was split apart. It's, I was like, no. It's like taking, it's, that was like taking two magnets with the same side and trying to push them together. It's like, guys, go have yeah. a beer. You can't do it. Go have a beer together and hash this out. Like, we could do this. <laughs> well, and I think God. the important part to all that was there's a great there's a great line. I don't remember. I think it's Brubaker who says it where at one point in the party afterwards, he goes, Murata, we share something now. Oh yeah. We share a lie. Yep. Oh yeah. What was and the... That there's, there's that will pop up again in a different context, but the lie, because the lie becomes a very, it's a very weird bond to have I'm getting emotional talking people. about this right now. God, it. Well, <laughs> I, no, hold on. I got, I got, I got to read exactly what it was because what you wrote was perfect. It's like on the last. It's I know. Like on I the, know. I'm the last, Give me a second, second. The last page. Oh no! But that was the, that was the thing. I think when I was working at that, I'm like, 
that needs to be said out loud. Like we are bound together, you and I, by this lie. And that and Brubaker acknowledges, and everybody in the room acknowledges it. You can see them; they're giving icy stares to each other during this see, eulogy. But, but I think, but it per- I think, you know, when you say that, there's a larger context involved there, because Marada comes from the clans, and the clans have always had the single-minded drive to uh, take Terra. There, there, that has been the end goal for all time, right? Yeah, and now. Marada found out what it means to be a dragoon, and he's he's a part of that, but he's not he's not fully immersed, but he's very close. And now Brutabaker puts this th- this thing on him of we share this lie, and Marada's able to bring these two things together of I'm a clan warrior and understand what duty and drive is. But yet, I now am a part of this dragoon family, and now this lie is a part of it, which is a it, it, in in a sense that line. I think Marada understands that the lie is a bigger thing than it's something he's ever taken on. So the absolutely the exact line is: we share something now, Marada. We share a lie. I've had to be economic with the truth in my career. But none more than that speech I gave a few minutes ago, which yeah. he lied to his entire unit force. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Training. Yeah. It's, unity. It's, uh, unity. <laughs> unity. <laughs> unity. <laughs> can't, that cannot be the answer to everything. It can't. It, can't. Can't. it totally is. It totally it, I know is. it is. It's, it's like the not... part that sucks. I'm getting t-shirts <laughs> made of just fucking unity on it. Just that's it. We're just actually it has to have the words fucking unity. Both fucking words. Unity. <laughs> no, but, but when you look at it too, there's there's also a line in there. I think it's it's of intrigue to me, and I put it in deliberately. And you need to evaluate it each individually where they're having the debate where they've kind of got him tied up and the, and Murata's trying to convince him to come over. And he goes, how do I know this wasn't Alaric's plan all along to tear the Dragoons apart? Yep. And that all you've done is do that. You You've done what no other house government has ever yeah. been able to do. You came, one man came in and tore the Dragoons apart. Think about uh, that. That's this, got huge freaking implications. This is like the second man. Well, uh, and then and this this whole thing. I mean, I, I I sincerely hope that the dragoons don't split. Um, but I can see that being an eventual outcome. I I can see I can see those because the the other very. Uh, an undercurrent that I caught in the book as well were it's not talked about a lot, which I was uh, another, it's a backstory, a backfill thing is, is, is blood names, right? Dragoons oh. instead of uh, honor names. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not blood yeah. names, honor names. We don't really yeah. talk about honor names so much in, in this book and it's kind of glossed over, which, but you talk about Sheridan, you talk about Cruz, because Cruz included himself in the fact that he could trace his heritage back to the original Dragoons, 
back to Clan Wolf or pre when the when Wolf Clan or when they came from the clans. They can trace that heritage. There's there's an underlying current there, just as there is in the clans of Trueborn and Freeborn. I don't know how big that is, but there seems to be a current because there was comments made throughout the book about conflict that's happened along those lines and choices were made along those lines and i can see i can see in the future a potential of dragoons going to aid and and be a part of clan wolf and end up feeling a part of something again because they have those blood ties and they're there and those that aren't it's this is something that could really cause a fracture and I'm excited and I'm, and I'm scared at the same time for what's going to happen to, to my unit, to, to, to the, what I live and breathe. Go ahead, Matt. It's the same thing that happened. It's the same thing that happened before in the past where you had two different, almost two different sub factions, the true borns and the, the freeborns. It happened back in the day. You know, yeah, when they it were, is on, very when they were in the Wolf's Dragoons. It's, well, it's like a big vicious the, cycle, whether they want to be clan or merc. And yeah, the you know, there's one point where he talks the number of people, you know, the the number of percentage of the dragoons that have ties to Clan Wolf. You can count on one or two hands. One hand, you know, one hand, one yep. hand. You know, it's 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 small, and we've had a lot of debate and discussion around that. How much of it is? Do they have the ties to them, and how much do they not have the ties to them? And you know, jihad took took the freaking breath out of all this. But we also know they use the iron wombs and stuff to help repopulate and stuff. And the dragoons have a boatload, as you will learn in another upcoming story I've done on uh, Snards of Regulars. They have a boatload of freaking DNA floating around. And can that's, do some really interesting stuff with that. Um, that's well, been I mean, a hot I just, topic as well. That's been a hot I mean, topic as well that fans have asked, like, how can some of these factions lose galaxies or large contingents of their unit force? And all of a sudden, they just come back with twice as many. Like, really? Yeah. How, how can they lose one and gain two? And it hasn't been like, 20 years to fulfill that from the Sibco. Let's just say Tinder in the year 3145 isn't as good as... Swipe right, right, or left, or I don't know which way you swipe. But elemental, yeah, it, elemental, it, elemental. <laughs> but it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take with, with the clan forces, it doesn't take any... No, they're already there. Two, uh, one, uh, it's, it's a big iron womb. It's, it's like a factory. Factory. Well, it's Star Wars, you know, creating stormtroopers. You know, they clone them. Yeah. yeah. I I have to interject. I think I know of another Easter egg. I'm not 100 percent sure, but when All they right. walk into the bar and there's a cockpit plate of armor with a bunch of uh, pilots' names on it, is that a little Easter no. egg from your little idea that you were going to no, do but, with all but the- that will actually come up in a Solaris story that I'm doing. Oh, we'll okay. actually get to get the whole shtick on 
that. Which was cool. that that story's that story. Because I've had fun. many people go, Coach, did you show up on the iron or the cockpit armor plate? <laughs> no, 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 no. This why well, I didn't believe me. Unless that was your unless that was your brother. That's probably the brother. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be some really interesting I yeah. And this is, this is that moment for Dragoons fans where you've gone to Avengers Infinity War and you're like, what the hell? I was really, sucked. I, I was looking for something different in the outcome. But the thing is, if we had given you a cookie cutter answer and everybody made up and, and hugs and kisses and, or, oh yeah, we're all going to run to Terra and that's going to be fun. I, I yeah. you know. There's a whole bunch of dragoons. You gotta bear in mind these are these are units with lots of people in them. Not everybody is gonna play that game yeah. or go along with what's happening. I will say and, I hated the outcome, and I hate the way I have to like live with the dragoons from now on. But the book, I mean, from a writing standpoint and from like literally tugging at those heartstrings, it was perfect. It was absolutely yeah. Perfect. You. You, you tugged at all of them. I mean, that's yeah. You got you grabbed all of them and jerked on them. So, well, all, all I done. can tell you is what's coming. You're gonna go. One, I didn't expect that. Um, two, you know, it just it, it's going to be overwhelming, and and the crescendo where it ends is not an end, but it's more of a kind of the halfway point. Sure. For what for some additional stuff down the road, honestly, yeah. and, and it, it really changes. It, well, you you you're really going to be pleased. I think you end up in a place where it's like, oh, that was painful to get where we're going to go, but wow, where we ended up was so interesting. I mean, geez, cool. general okay. the entire Wall Street Goons is a pretty good spot for me to end up in. Jesus. <laughs> How are you going to get through that door? <laughs> it's funny you so, say that. And I want you to remember they got this iron conversation wounds, guys. at some point Blade. down the road. They Blade. got the iron first, wounds. They the just closed. Thing, <laughs> the first thing he said to me when I finally called him was, you do know you got to call me sir. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was the first thing he said to me. I was like, uh, oh, that was a kick in the balls. That wasn't the first thing I said to you. I said, holy fucking shit, about fucking time you answered your goddamn phone. I need to talk. <laughs> about this book but yes and then he said you do have to call me sir i do outrank you <laughs> don't uh, get cocky i would 100 percent expect me to like try to like rig a door to go open and then it just, i forget cross the red wire with the blue one and I, no uh, no no it, 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 your, your story's gonna come later <laughs> but this is it, it was, I'm gonna um, screw with your brother now. Next, it's it's Andrew's turn. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, when you see it, you're gonna be pissed. Uh, believe well, me, that's fine. Yeah. Pissed or like good pissed or like I'm never gonna talk to you again, Blaine. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> All I can say is you're rubbing his your, his nose in it now. Be very careful. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Um, uh, so all right, let's moving along. Yeah, moving yeah. Along. <laughs> we, th- hey, Blaine, thank you, Blaine. thank you for letting us take the tangent. High but, five, uh, Matt. Yeah, high, high five. five. <laughs> high five on that one. <laughs> thank you for putting those demons to rest. I'm, I've, I've been struggling with that since I read the book. I've read it Good. twice now. Um, but 
it, well, you guys are in the book, so we might as well cover uh, it. So. Sort of. But moving along. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, moving along. Now, Blaine, do you have any advice for uh, fan new writers that are coming up in the woodworks about what any advice for them on what they can do with uh, short stories or... Well, the, yeah, the Shrapnel magazine, the first issue's been done for almost a month. They're trying to figure out how to get it out to the Kickstarter people first. Then they're going to make it available. They didn't ask um, us for a photo cover shoot. <laughs> I, yeah, they did. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that... Hey, save, why didn't you let us know, K- man? Come save, on. Save so Shrapnel will actually... It's supposed to release like a link at the time it comes out where people can submit stories. Um, what I always tell people is the problem is people want to do big stories. They want to do these massive, you know, oh, I want the dragoons to go launch and attack on blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I'm going to throw the regiments here and then we're going to wipe out this. And it's like, you know, you, you've really got to start kind of with work. There's a larger storyline that's mapped out for three years yeah. where novels and stuff are going to be driving a lot of what's going on here. 99% is going to be the novels driving this. So you got to realize that story arcs already exist. And so it's really hard to kind of come in and go, Hey, I want to take uh, the Northwind Highlanders or, you know, the Lexington combat group and run off and go do something <laughs> big you. with, you know, <laughs> yeah, I want to do it the way you guys do it. So, you know, <laughs> I always say there's tons of places to have great stories on Solaris and, you know, all these different planets, you don't have to have a big unit to, to have huge impact. You know, and this story is a good example. You you got 24 people that are involved in this story that has huge impact, but you, it's really a story of 24 people fighting out a battle. Yep. And, and, you know, it just happens to be the battle for the soul of Wolves Dragoons, but, you know. <laughs> Not an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Not an understatement. Is. <laughs> and it's forcing everybody to come to grips with who are the Dragoons. And when we're done with this, we're going to have a really damn good idea who they are. Um, so, you know, you have to look at this and say, I always tell people, start with a mercenary you nobody's heard of. Work with that. Tell their story. And, and to me, it's become more about writing. I used to write a lot about the plots uh, in my books. And now the plot isn't as important <clears throat> as the characters. To me... Absolutely. You got a character, yep. people go, I sympathize 100% with that person's perspective. And you have to ha- attach to that character and, and bond with those characters. And that's that's where you guys are struggling because you're going, well, I agree with Brubaker, but I also agree with Cruz. So how do I reconcile this emotionally? And it's like, you can't. <laughs> And that's because of the characters, not because of the story. The story is a simple story. You know, and to be to be honest with you, that flip for me in your writing was forever faithful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I would yeah. say that and betrayal of ideals. Betrayal, betrayal of, of ideals. ideals. I was gonna say betrayal of ideals was the the beginning. But... Yeah. To me, though, really, I mean, for me in your writing and your focus it really came to fruitation and fate and forever faithful. Thank you. For me, that, that was a, 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 an entirely different book from what we were used to from a battle tech perspective. 
and I thoroughly enjoyed that style. Um, <coughs> the characters are what made the world. Now, that being said, I mean, you got to know Victor Davin, you got to know Kai Ard Liao, you got to know Phelan Kel Ward Wolf, whatever the hell his name is, over a series of, you know, here here was the breadth of, of yeah. what the Battletech universe was, where you condensed that down into a book and it was phenomenal in my in my opinion. Forever Faithful was a seminal work as far as the, the Battletech universe goes in a, a new direction and how we consume fiction. It was and we saw that a little bit in this novella. Granted, it's it was a very condensed book. I mean, it's not a full novel. It have been we're going to be able to see what you're going to do with the characters over the breadth of this. But um, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm scared. I'm not excited. I'm actually I'm kind of scared to see where things go. So and that's good. You know what? You should have an emotional reaction to a book. If you're not having an emotional reaction when the book's over, then the, the author's just written a story. So this has to grab you and go, oh, my God, I'm I'm sitting around sketching out all the permutations of this. Here's you know, here's an I, image for you. You grab me by the short curly ones. I'm waiting to see when you let go. So I'm not going to let go real quick. Blaine, <laughs> going going back to helping young or new writers and stuff like that, and you mentioned like they always want to do something in the big regiments and they want to do something that's already known. Is that kind of is that not challenging new writers? Like because there's already material on them, they can already kind of copy what's either in in these books and that instead of coming up with a character of their own. I, I think that they've really got to come up with their own characters and they really need to, if you can't do that, you're just, you're hurting. You're not going to make it. You're hurting. You're yeah. Not gonna make it. yeah. You know, and you, you, you have to view these things from, from a perspective of, I want to come up with a story about this character in this situation. Sure. And that's what this is. And I mean, yeah, and I think the problem most we're making a real fundamental change in the Battletech universe, and it really hasn't been promoted much. Lauren talked a little bit about it at Gen Con last year, but we're really trying to move things back to where individual mercenary units and a lot of small mercenary units are kind of driving yeah. the storylines because that's what people want to play. Yeah. And, you know, I, to me, that that's where there's some opportunities. I think there's going to be some really fun ones, to and be honest with to you. To tell you the truth, I love how some of those books, like Natural Selection and those books, they got really into the, the, the major characters, right? But it was also fun to read those side stories of this little mercenary, and all of a sudden, Victor Davian Han, or uh, Victor Di- uh, Steiner Davian walks in the room and just says like a line or two. But their reaction yeah. to him is really cool. Like it, it, it furthers what the, what the inner sphere thinks of him, not what he's thinking of him himself. Like those, those yeah. little quips and quirks. I love. Um, I'm personally to go along with that. I'm hoping that with that new direction that we can start to see more source books, like the Fox's teeth and yeah. Sorensen's neighbors sure. and the Calhoun book and hopefully we see a Black Wolves source book. Well, they just came I mean, out with crazy I, I went through I went through a second read, and I've pulled out as much information as I possibly can. When we're done, I'm going to send you some of the things and say, am I close? 
but it's that I, I think pulls people in even more because it's so hard to play tabletop in a fictional universe. When you talk about these grand schemes and these big battles Mm -hmm. where you can take a small unit and do multiple games and feel like you're part of the story almost. Yeah. That, that is what I, I feel we're missing again from the early years in, I, I'm I'm hoping that we the direction that you're saying brings that kind of thing back to fruitation. Well, well, I'm doing that with this Nerds of Regulars. Yes, yeah, it's I saw that. part of a. There's five authors that are contributing stories about mercenary units on a certain planet, and I said this is a chance to bring back Nerds of Regulars. So this is Nerds of Regulars at the time of what you just read. Oh, so, nice. so this is, there still, is, is there still a link? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really cool links. I got to tell you, it was great to explore. And, and there's some really interesting stuff. Um, you know, to tie that in, and, when, and one of the things that Ray and I talked about, Ray reached out to me and he said, would you be interested in doing a spotlight book? On yeah. the newer regulars, you know, post when your story comes out, show everybody what the the you know, the entire unit breakdown is and and stuff. And I was like, absolutely, and, those are sexy. And I'll, I'm I'll like, volunteer to help do scenarios if you need help. So oh, I'm not going to need. That would be I'm not going to need help. It, it's just it's a great little story, and it is fun, and it is snored, and it is, and, and it's kind of going back again what i've been trying to do is go back to this stuff that excited me about BattleTech, just like what you saw with this book where it's like look we're dealing with you know a reincarnation of the black widow you know th- that's what we're really dealing with yeah. here and yep. i deliberately pulled sheridan you know it's like look this is a character who's in the Ooh, original her book. great 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 grandmother was in there yeah yeah and, and there's there's that that touches the older grognards are going i remember that and they're going to reach over and pull out their copy of it and say look it's right there i i know her so i'm going to yeah. i'm going to hopefully not step on to fact check mode here but i just i just want to like a, a a reasoning maybe so sheridan is sheridan in 3149 right how yeah. did she keep her surname through that uh I don't have to explain that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. That's fine. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, so, so, so the, the question, question <laughs> it could be that you had, they had a boy, the boy got married, they had a son, he got married, then they had her, and Brother, she hasn't gotten married yet. Well, the, the Go question, ahead, Blaine. Just call became... me a fuck checker. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that, but it's like it doesn't need to be. If you're, If I explain all of that, Oh, it That's opens up. Writing. It opens up Pandora's box. It takes, away. It takes away from it. Nuts. It takes it. away from it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so fair. anyway, no, he mentioned shrapnel, so I want him to go more into depth of that because we have some very budding fiction writers in our own group. I saw that. Uh, I saw that, uh, Mister Drew Bethards and Charles Gideon. 
Drew Bethard wrote a whole story about two truck drivers (laughs) and and the entire battle from their perspective, and it was fantastic. So I actually, I've I've reached out to, we, as a demo agent, we got an email from Mary saying, hey, Philip Lee is leading, he's the editor for the new Shrapnel magazine. Yep. And I have reached out to Philip and asked him, um, because I think his post was in a protected area on the forum and I want it, I've, I'm waiting for him to get back to me cause I want to give, I want to give WNRP that email to say, look guys, here's an opportunity for you guys to be a part of things because we, we have some great, we have some great guy writers and they've done some fantastic after action reports that just the, they're, they're so much fun to read because, well, for us, it's we know those people in the story and it, it's fun to read, yeah. but they've done a great job of it at the same time. So I want to be able to give them the opportunity to see if they can get published. Well, and I think they'll get a good idea when, we, when especially when the old clan novel comes out. We don't tell the story from solely alaric's point of view or or solely from the major character's point of view we see those throughout but we also include i have a tank crew they're my favorite characters in the whole book are a clan wolf tank crew <laughs> the, the oh, two guys yeah. two guys driving a carnivore tank and and they are hilarious <laughs> and and goofy and it's the interaction between them and stuff like that and and they they pop up throughout the whole thing there's an aerospace fighter that appears throughout the whole yeah and it's some of these guys end up dead some of them end up alive some of them don't but you see the the entire scope of the battle not just from the general's point of view you're going to see it from all the different people who are involved in their perspectives as to what's happening and that tells a much broader story but if you think about these are a lot of minor characters and they each have their own little arc that they're on you know and and some of them will continue on i hope people go off and write novels about them after all of this you know the the survivors could, could you could you say that a great touch point or a great model to potentially follow would be uh spencer's latest works yeah Take he took two he took two paragraphs out of shattered shattered sphere, and wrote a novella on it. Yeah, I did that with the anvil. It was the same thing. It was two paragraphs in shattered sphere, and it becomes the anvil, and we get a really cool character out of that. We get Stephanie Sisto, who's who's just the most kick ass of all the Jade Falcons. Although there'll be some others that are kind of cool. There's also some real douchebags. Uh, <laughs> like, Always. the jade falcons are horribly horribly misunderstood you know and and, malvina is one of those characters we we have these debates and i know malvina better than i know you know my own dog at this point and malvina is just you know she's very easy to understand because control of the jade falcons is determined by who wins and Malvina pro- does nothing but provide victory to her clan. And she's taken them all the way to the doorstep of Terra to do it. Malvina doesn't lose. Okay? Uh, right. And the Jade Falcons follow strength. Or shoot you in the face. I win. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. she, she's, 
yeah, she will do anything yeah. to win, and, and she will do so, anything. Yeah, if I have to throw a galaxy away to do it, I'll throw away a galaxy away to do it. And the, the bottom line is, morale improves. We're going to put them all out the airlock, and everybody's <laughs> going to have smiles on their faces before this is done. Yeah, oh, but when you get down to it, remember <laughs> they they came from the freaking Black Watch. <laughs> yeah, you know, these guys that. The Jeet Falcons are the standard by which the other clans always aspire to. Because might makes right. And they 100% believe that. And Malvina is, in many respects, a very simple character because of that. But there's some twists you'll see that I've tossed in. So there's a lot there. I To me, I think, tell your stories. I you know, and I, and I would tell people, Shrapnel, I think, is going to open the door for a whole bunch of people. And once they can get their foot in the door of shrapnel, they might be able to get some writing gigs for source books. I just doing the fiction for source books or writing ahead, source books. Did um, did we cover all the questions from fans? I think so. Uh, I don't think we covered the two from Mario. We well, that's Do fine. They? We're we're now we were trying. Mario to has enough forward. show time. We're not trying to tell say his name, but you know, cat on oh, the okay. back. Uh, one forty-five. Oh. Add a bleep. You guys said it. I was just going to say the back door. Add bleep. Way to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it, too. Edit. Uh, I'm super no, I think, excited I for think we're at to, I think we're at the, the great job regiment. Right? Or not? We want to talk about the regiment? Let's do it. Come uh, on, coach. Well... <laughs> So, I might have bit off a we, little. Go ahead, Matt. So, um, Coach has basically created a regiment, and we have had missions he created as well to keep all these happy go lucky people shooting and blowing stuff up. They've started the first missions of Trolloc Prime, correct? Yep. Go ahead and carry on. Well, so. <laughs> so. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know that uh, the Wolfnet Regiment, which <laughs> seems excessive, but it is. Um, Has to be. I don't know. Have we included uh, 4th Battalion? Because there's a 4th Battalion. Yeah, they've played a couple of missions. Dude. No, I know, but it's since the last podcast. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's a whole other battalion. I think they battalion. were mentioned last time, but we got a whole other battalion. Yeah, we're in Reinforced Regiment now. So... Um, we have, uh, I sent them all out to go recover black boxes. That has been my little project in uh, Wolfnet. And uh, so far, successful. Everyone collected them. And uh, so Wolfnet Command went to go rendezvous and, and go first to Trolloc Prime, which was our buyer's site, uh, quotation mark buyer. And we went there to kind of see what was going on. And all of a sudden, ta-da! Turns out to be a Word of Blake Shadow Division hive freaking fest of uh, holdouts from Jihad. And they were behind the whole thing because they figured, well, we'll just send this. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, they didn't want to just send a, a, a piddly little unit out. They're going to send their equivalents of, uh, uh, espionage groups, the Wolfnet, out to go get it for them. 
And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, all hands on deck. I blasted a message out says, the word is alive. Uh, I think it was, what, Wolf Den not safe, Howl if able, Shadow War has begun. And uh, so, one by one, all the battalions are landing on Trolloc Prime, and we are going to, once and for all, curb stomp the shit out of those Word of Blake pieces of ass. Boy, you ain't kidding, Blaine. And uh, so he's excited. It's just, it's just shitty that the, the jihad is still playing part of the fucking story. God damn it! I wish it would die. So, um, so my my idea for the whole thing was okay. Everyone's on the planet. So, because there's been a lot of instances where the battalions were like, well, you know, third lance, second company, first battalion wants to play a game with third company whatever you know whatever don't hurt yourself yeah so much so many people so many people how many other and so uh so we're all on one planet it's one giant assault i actually created an entire globe uh that you can uh there's a really cool whatever um i created landing zones i created major objectives uh, minor objectives I've done two spreadsheets that will actually track your armor, your ammo, your pilot hits, uh, repair Internal costs, structure, repair all this costs, stuff all based so, off work chest system. So yeah. the guys are, the guys got a, a they, they know now why the current why the colonel was quiet for like a couple of weeks because <laughs> I was spreadsheeting the shit out of everything, and uh, the finished give, give product should be give me something. Okay, I'll give you like. You uh, you came in and redesigned everything that it came up. You're a fuck checker. That's what you were. That that's exactly what you played. <laughs> I was a fuck checker. Blade, did you hear that? I was a fuck checker. Oh, oh gonna, you know they're going to make my life miserable, but I could really make it. I created everything. He came in and told me what's wrong with it, and then I should change it. So hey, I but guess it. what? But guess what? It's a better campaign because of it's, it. It's a finely tuned piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, oh man, <laughs> you know this was supposed to be something that we should have like tested on like a twelve guys. But nah, yeah, we just said fuck let's it. Let's throw it out to one hundred and sixty active Mega Mech players and see what happens. You know, so um, so far it's going okay. Uh, we are we it's going are, as planned. It's going so as planned. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, if if you guys aren't a part of the Wolf Dead Regiment, you probably don't have a clue what's going on. But if you are, uh, yeah, you, you should be excited because a lot of hopefully, fun hopefully, hopefully, they're having fun. Hopefully, they're having fun. I haven't heard a bad word yet. A lot of questions, which is good. I expected that. But, good, um, yeah. That we we we're a very large espionage unit. Let's just say that. <laughs> so the the idea the the idea behind this is is we're 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 play testing out some different some different ideas that we can hopefully, you know, not knowing this COVID thing and how long we'll have to shelter and can't fucking roll dice together, that we can put this out and and let people um, do some role play online together and, and using online tools yeah so. it's a legit scenario on down uh, assault of a planet uh i will say that 
it is it's going to be very interesting to see uh you know if you lose a match you have no credits to repair anything so you either go into battle damaged or uh you know battalion armor Div division ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> bad bad the old the old bad ideas start happening and um they come and bail your ass out but again they only have a limited pool but uh it's just a grand experiment that i tried to i try to one up every campaign we do and uh i think i might have went a little overboard on this one but you know a little overboard doesn't hurt anybody just me that i don't sleep <laughs> but no it's it's going to be it's going to be a good time i'm really looking forward to it uh so far so far, Wolfnet's not letting me down. There's there's been a couple of close calls, <laughs> but uh, it's it's been a good time. So, if you aren't a part of the Wolfnet Regiment and would like to be a part of one of the best BattleTech groups in existence, we are what twenty four people away from five hundred members on the Facebook group. It's got to be pretty damn close to that. And if you guys are like, if you love Battletech as much as we do, even if you're not into the Mega Mech and playing all the time, we do have a Discord channel that, on average, 24 hours a day has around 100 people, 100 active members on it. Uh, I think there's like 200. Dude, that thing has a life of its own. <laughs> that thing is active 24 hours a day. It's, it's fantastic. 280 members, and they are all active Battletech. The knowledge base alone is ridiculous. Uh, the very, our very own Buck Pardo is a part of it. Um, not saying that you should troll him cause he just likes, he just likes to eavesdrop. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, actually but, right now Discord has like six people on general chat. Right now. <laughs> just on general chat. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So, well guys, anyway, I got to uh, punch out here. It's, uh, getting okay, a little yeah. Hey, for, so two things, two things, two things. First off, with with Blaine here, we have to end with Matt Carper made a comment. Um, I want more Wolverines, okay? So that brings up Redemption and Malice. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, it, this is your own animal that you've produced. And, well, live with it, breathe it, love it. I'm embracing the suck. <laughs> like yeah you know, it is what it is sometimes it's uh, a good cigar is just a good cigar that's that's right blaine fuck him just give him a little tease every year yeah <laughs> yeah well that's true that's I, never mind I'm not as long as, that, not, as, 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 long as it's not the fucking blood then we're good okay yeah that was that was painful. Uh, what was your other thing? I don't know. History. <laughs> this this month in history. Uh, oh, well, we do shit. have a, we this totally month. We forgot th to do this month in history. I'll I'll well, plug we'll it just, in somewhere. We'll find we'll, we'll, we'll find a break. We'll find a break. But the the other thing is again, uh, just want to extend our thanks to you for You're coming on the now? show, for for being a part of this, for for taking the time to give us your thoughts on the, on the latest book and, and where you think things are going and the little tidbits that you're, you're dropping. They're always fun. It will garner more conversation and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no problem. It's a lot of fun. You know, I like 
I, I enjoy engaging with the fans. Now, I'm a fan too. Everybody forgets. I'm a fan of this too. I'm not trying to screw with you guys. I, I just. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you are. Okay, I am a little bit. You are a little bit. <laughs> May, I would have agreed with you on May 18th <laughs> or, or, or May 17th. <laughs> but, uh... you, you feel it. You're feeling like you've just been with, with Biden in the Senate hallway. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a little violated uh, there, huh? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was bad. Went in dry, no, buddy. That Went was, in that dry. That was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, it's, it's late for you. We we appreciate you yeah. joining us. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, well, I'll you. talk to you guys later in the week. Will do. Yep. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye Thanks, Blaine. On this episode of WolfNet History Briefs, war bears a sword steel. Autumn leaves reflect color. The Samurai's Blood. Hello, Wolfnet, and welcome to this installment of Wolfnet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let us begin. The 27th of May, 3028. Jamie Wolf leveled the laser pistol at the head of the man kneeling before him. We can't be sure what his thoughts were, but I would be willing to guess they included, how did it come to this? But without a moment of hesitation, he fired. But we aren't here today to discuss Jamie. We're going to look at the man whose life ended that day. Minobu Tetsuhara. Minobu had started his military career with the Second Sword of Light after graduating from Sun Zhang. He commanded a recon company on Dramini 6, where he first battled Wolf's Dragoons. During the fighting, he spared a mech warrior in a blue and gold archer because the mech was unresponsive and to kill an enemy when they were defenseless and unable to give battle went against his code of Bushido. The second sword fared poorly in the battle, leaving Minobu a disgraced warrior. For over a year he languished, and then he learned he was being promoted and given a position as liaison to the same mercenaries who had led to his dishonor. Being removed from the battlefield to ten mercenaries, even highly valued ones, was a boon and a slight. This bittersweet existence would become a hallmark of his career, but to Minobu, Duty was all, and by most accounts he performed admirably. He carefully walked the line between responsibility to his superiors and the warrior camaraderie he found among the Dragoon Command. This conflict between duty and honor grew as Minobu again was promoted, now tasked with starting the Ryukin or Dragon Sword regiments. The concept was to use the Dragoons as a template for a new mixed arms approach to warfare. Tetsuharu was drawn time and again between the Dragoons and their new liaison. Unknown to Minobu, Grieg Samsonov, warlord of the district, had designs of keeping the Dragoons under his control when their contract ended. Samsonov had misconstrued, intentionally or otherwise, coordinator Takashi Kurita's orders to keep the Dragoons under contract with the Combine. What started as pettiness ended with the death of countless Dragoon non-combatants on Hephaestus Station. With that, all hope of a quiet end of the Dragoon's contract was over, and it became open conflict. Minobu was ordered to destroy the Dragoons. The thinking was, if we can't have them, no one can. 
Minobu was responsible with overseeing all ground operations of the DCMS units on Misery, where the Dragoons had indicated they would make their stand. Samsonov had promised reinforcements, which never came, but Minobu led his warriors with competence and savage fighting, not only against the Dragoons, but also against the inhospitable reaches of Misery. In the end, his efforts were not enough, and the Dragoons won the planet. In the clash between the weight of his master's orders and the friendship to an undefeated opponent, Minobu's life was the sheer pin. So, Minobu arranged for his own death. His failure of duty demanded it. In a choice that may have shocked anyone not intimately familiar with him, Minobu chose Jamie Wolfe to act as his second for the seppuku ceremony. For those unfamiliar with the Combine practice, Seppuku is a ritualized form of suicide which culminates in a samurai cutting open his own abdomen to atone for a disgrace. The catch is, the self-disembowelment must be done without sign of fear or pain, or else the samurai is further disgraced, and now without hope of redemption. To prevent such a loss of face, the second will decapitate the samurai. This can be done as soon as the first cut is started, but Minobu would complete the second of the traditional cuts, ensuring an agonizing death should his second fail him, knowing that even his famed resolve, which had earned him the nickname of the Iron Man with his subordinates, could break under such anguish, he placed his trust in the hands of the man who he had spent the last month trying to defeat in the frozen wastes of misery. His life laid in the hands of his commanders, but his honor he risked only to his best friend. The effects of Minobu's death are hard to quantify. Within a few months, Jamie Wolf had declared a private war against House Kurita, and Takashi issued the death to all mercenaries order, each blind to each other's views and the roles they themselves played in Minobu's death. Samsonov, well, he would be dead within a couple years at the hands of the bounty hunter. We have good reason to believe Minobu's protege had donned the bounty hunter mantle to fulfill a vendetta oath, but discussing that further is classified. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Say something. Um, that was, hey, thank you. Thanks again for Blaine for being a part of the show. And, you know, it's, uh, it's fun to be able to connect with with the powers that be and, and get some insight and, and understand where their mind is at. Uh, we are working diligently on trying to bring you more of those individuals. I'm throwing the gauntlet, uh, Ray. I'm throwing the gauntlet come on, Ray. down. Hey, hey guys, on, Ray, Ray. Has said, Ray has said he'll come on. Uh, he's, he's a little apprehensive because he's, not the most talkative individual, but okay. you know, so if we could get him on the show, I know we'd have a good time. Andrew, so. you get his address. We'll send him a bottle of Fireball, and then we'll record that. Hey, no, no. you know what? <laughs> Bro, I, think, I think he drinks Morgan, so Ooh, I, I think we could do that. We send him some Morgan. We could do that. I think we'd have a better time a little, with it. Little so. black sales bottle or something like that. We could probably. Yeah, do that. hell yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Fuck, Matt's not here. This sucks. He is. Well, he's, um, his forehead's here. <laughs> his forehead's here. Um, so let's let's do some. We're gonna wrap up here. Shout outs. Uh, I think we should do shout outs. Let's let's do some shout outs. 
Matt Harper, um, he, he sent out some what I love about Wolfnet and honestly the Battletech community at large is their general open-mindedness. Thank God for a community not so hung up on tournament-only nonsense. Um, <laughs> at least yeah, you said we have a mind. <laughs> with, with WNRP, absolutely. I, I can't. I can't speak for other groups because I. I, I don't partake in them. Um, WNRP gives me everything and more that I could ever want or need. So those of you that are participating in other groups um we'll take that at face value and say we're awesome so there oh, you I go i think i just started matt carper's uh story he sent me he sent me a little i think he sent me a story that i'm i'm halfway through so far so good <laughs> so we we also had uh john sharpton he he posted a, a earlier here this month about uh for being sappy for giving us a great review as a fan-based organization that is inviting. Um, John, thank you. And just know that we've worked, we've worked very hard uh, to do that. And at the same time, I think we have been extremely lucky that we have brought in the people that we have and the people that are in our group. Um, you know, I, I replied back to this too, being pretty sappy because the last podcast I had a lot to drink and I and I talked a lot <laughs> about the coolness that is WNRP. Um, Matt, do you have some strong opinions <laughs> about our new platform we're using? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hey, if guys, we had Patreon, you, you, we would have had a better platform. I'm going to go pee a they're, second. They're, they're absolutely correct. Um, WNRP, greatest battle tech community on the planet. Um, you can reach us through Facebook at uh, Wolfnet Radio Podcast. Um, you can reach me or, or any of the group, actually, at uh, through email, WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. Uh, we have an active community through also uh, Discord. Uh, where we participate in Mega Mech missions. That was what the, the earlier regiment conversation was about. We are constantly trying to come up, well, not constantly, but we're currently running through the end of a campaign that we've been running for, God, I want to say a year almost. Um, so we're at the fruitation of that, but don't let that discourage you. Um, if you want to learn about Mega Mech and you want to connect with others throughout the world, um, connect with us, get on Discord. We have a great group of people who will get you up to speed and get you playing quicker than what you would ever consider out of the norm. So, um, Matt, are you back? Can, can you can you can converse with us? Going with no? Okay. Uh, we're waiting for uh, Coach to get back. He had to go. I like every. Oh, I got I, the uh... X. There we go. Matt, Tommy, what you got? I want to thank everybody for uh, putting up with my crap because I've been family, <clears throat> surgery, work, all that crap. Haven't been uh, 
um, active lately in the uh, group. But every time later, we change recording processes now. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Keep going, Tommy. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate it. All I hear is every like 10th word. Matt, go to your phone. So yeah, I um, pre- I, I like to drop in every now and then, especially during the weird schedule that I'm going through right now. So hopefully after this work-related stuff, I'll be on a normal schedule for a while. So, but hey, we're looking forward to having you back on a on a on a mainstream basis. Um, we we also want to make sure that. Those that are part of the group and know that we've got things going on. Um, Tuesday nights are Tuesday night fight night. Um, <laughs> the last Tuesday night, we had 19 people playing in a Mega Mecha game, which really taxed the hell out of uh, Mega Mech. And we had 21 folks in, in the channel, and it was a riot. I woke up in the morning and tried to understand why my cheeks hurt because I was laughing so much and so hard Tuesday night. Um, encourage if you can join us on Tuesdays. It is a hell of a good time. Um, Mr. Brute. Yeah. We're going to call his ass out at the end of the show. He's been doing a fantastic job of coming up with some very unique things to do on Tuesday nights. Two and, uh, four beep. <laughs> and we're looking forward to what it, what he has coming up. So um, it takes a village, guys. The success of WNRP is because of our members. We don't shy away from that, and we want to shine a spotlight on all of those that that make. The sacrifice to be here and to to do what what makes people want to join and, and stay a part of it. So Are we still doing shout outs. Um, we're I'm that's I've, I've been trying to fill some time here. Oh, you're doing I'm great. starting to run out of Good some job. shit because you came back. I got I got um, shout outs. Uh, one I want to shout out. Some... Um, I want to shout out Gideon first of all because his, oh, last, yeah. his yeah. last story was fucking amazing. Um, well done. Uh, I want to uh, shout out Drew Bethards also and all of the other uh, fiction writers we have in Wolfnut Radio Podcast family. Um, keep going, guys. We're going to hopefully uh, Shrapnel's going to come up and it's going to be awesome. Um, I want to shout out Matt, the Bloodbath Barons, who just showed up. His internet's starting to work again. Oh, fuck. There he goes again. <laughs> um, I want to shout out my majors, guys. Majors in my group. Um, it's not the internet. Oh, it's not the internet. Okay. It's the application. It's the application. Oh, so screw the Facebook group thing from now on. No, because, yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, because well. this is the this is the first time we've used it, and it's it's basically destroyed my whole night. Oh well, screw this. We're not going to use this one again. Uh, I want to thank Major Drew Methods. I want to thank uh, Miles Healy. I want to thank. The Shadow Colonel, Major uh, Kaji. I want to thank uh, 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 Captain Grizzly Conlon, um, and all of all of uh, like Hyena, and um, man, there's just so many of them. 
Um, Ram Jam, Eden. Oh, Eden. Poor Eden. And his AC20. You poor bastard. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh man, War Crimes and Fang. Uh, let's see. Deadshot, Fredo, Doc. Um, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, love you, man. Uh, Dwarbit. Uh, Master, all you guys, you have been awesome in making this thing, uh, kick off, uh, our giant little, little deal here. So, I just want to thank you guys for this. Um, it's been fantastic and awesome. Um, so, thank you for that. Um, 207. Remember that. We're gonna, we're gonna cut this. And we're going to, uh, I told him to use his phone. Sorry, I had to go pee. I was dying. <laughs> I apologize. 207. Remember 207. Yeah, I got 207. I got it written down. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? Oh my God. Matt. I don't get out enough. Okay, so no more Facebook group for rooms or whatever the fuck this is, because it is... Not doing well for Matt's uh, Matt's phone. Of course, he's We're rolling looking, dice this weekend. He's not We're rolling dice this phone. weekend. Hey, Matt. so we talked about this earlier in the podcast, and we should further discuss uh, major news this last week. Gen Con has been canceled, and we have gone on record saying that if and when that does happen that we will be attempting to try and do a WolfNet open. Um, we are actively, this last week, we've had a lot of conversation around it. And we are going to see what we can come up with um, as far as making that happen. Again, we are constrained by each city and state and whether we are allowed to congregate or not. Um, depending on the number of folks that we can get committed to, we're either, to be honest with you, we had talked about trying to do this in St. Louis or, um, yeah, I think St. Louis is basically the only place that we really talked about. Um, we've kind of changed that up and we're looking at Minneapolis or quite frankly, we're looking at Orange City, Iowa. Um, we know that Orange City, Iowa would be a little more difficult to get to, but, trying to do something like this and having resources available become paramount in either doing that here in the cities where I'm located or doing this in Iowa where the rest of command is located um, makes this a lot easier to be able to pull off. So we, uh, with Blaine's ideas and some of the things that we talked about earlier, we have where we're going to talk about maybe doing some things virtually along with um, physically if, if, if we're able to. So um, stand by for more information on that on the Facebook page, but um, know that we are in full mode of trying to figure out how to make that happen. So rest assured that we're going to try and provide something for those that are able to make it. You got anything to add to that? Yeah, it's just going to take us a little bit to get that whole thing nailed down. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything soon. 
but um, we're gonna work through it and try to get get there. Um, yeah, like I said, we're hoping on doing like a live and virtual deal. It sounds like a lot of people are in on it on both aspects, so this could be very interesting. It's gonna um, push our it's gonna push our capabilities to. Uh, New grounds. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I'm not going to say we can't do it, but it's going to push us. It's going to push our capabilities. In we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can. So yeah, stay tuned. I think that will do it for this episode. Um, kind of sad. Matt's not here. I I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe this was a bad idea, but whatever. We will. Uh, <laughs> We're definitely going to be using Facebook rooms anymore, so um, I think we do the... Uh, does anybody remember the, the ending? <laughs> Where they find our information at? Uh, I've already given it, but I'll give it again. Oh, you never can mind. If you us, already did you, it, let's just go straight to the howl. Eh, well, oh. well uh, first, well, before we do that, I want to give. A sh I, I would like to give a final shout-out to Blaine Pardo in joining us on the podcast. Um, he is and always has been um, a, a great guest and a very approachable person. I encourage encourage you that if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to find a new friend, reach out. He's a very approachable person and a great guy to talk to. Um, yeah, so uh, with that, uh, I think we can wrap things up. Um, you can, re you can find us on Facebook at WNRP or WolfNet Radio Podcast and email address at WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. So, anybody else? <laughs> Tommy? Tommy? I don't have a wolf. There we go. Kaka, kaka. I'll go with a kaka. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Man, yeah, we'll send end us it. out. Woof. Yay.